previously on the Podcult Quest. So, you're Angarog, huh? Don't look like one to me. Yeah, um, only half. No, I'm just kidding. I can see it. You guys find yourselves on a large rock bluff, looking out over this wide valley that just all of a sudden breaks the mountain ranges here. What did you hope to find here, my girl? Uh, anything. You have something. Something that's not yours. The Warbrand. I will convene with the rest of our eldest, but there will be a time where we have more questions. So what the hell are you all doing here? We were on our way to Kaglingrad and... Why are you going there? We're doing a favor for someone. That's a tall favor. He's a good friend. He must be. It? I would assume so. Totally. The Withering Alps are not a place to be trifled with. I mean, can you spare 20 of yours to maybe lend us a hand? You don't need 20. I could spare one. I mean, we'll take whatever we can get at this point. I don't see why not. You would come with us. If the daughter of Jad intends to kill herself again, I will do my best to be there to chronicle it. Well, fuck yeah. We can't say no to that offer. The Angarog are one greater today, and our lost one fewer. Hers is the old blood. You all go with the blessing of ire. Please bring our kin back to us. everybody welcome to episode 57 of the pod called quest as always i'm your friendly neighborhood game master josh and i'm stephanie i'm shane i'm foz i'm laura i'm david and i'm friendly too oh <laughs> barely uh, i didn't know you guys were gonna just copy my cadence there. i didn't know we were gonna be robots today uh, it, I went with it. If, is that what a robot sounds like, Laura? Oh, God. I you am can't ask a her robot. with the robot. Oh, that's a better robot than you did Hello, last time. I am Laura, a robot. <laughs> that's a, a terrible robot. That's a pretty bad robot. No, or it's bad. really good. Hold on. Let's ask. Let's ask <laughs> I mean, technically, mean? we have a. Well, hold on. Hold on. Technically, we have a robot at the table. Um, that's true. Shanazoid 5000. Uh, what, uh, what does a robot sound Shanazoid. like? Shanazoid. <laughs> Affirmative. There you go. See? That's a robot right there. We don't say yes. We say affirmative. Oh, goodness. The humans. The humans are dead. <laughs> <laughs> beep, boop, boop, deep. <laughs> beep, beep, boop. Boop, boop, beep. <sighs> so how's everybody, y'all? Good, good, dude. I have lots yeah. of energy today. That's good. Woo. I got to work early tomorrow, but I did just get back from like a brewery tour, so I'm feeling pretty good. Hell yeah. Nice. Hell yeah. Nice. Well, I promise I won't keep you up all night unless you want me to. Only, <laughs> only if there's combat involved. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um, it has been. This is this will be the 15th episode since we had a combat on this show. Oh, my God. Really? That yeah. sounds about right. Oh, wow. Holy shit. Yeah. Episode like 42 or 43 was when you guys <laughs> fought the, the uh, fought Kilgarin crew. It you was know, the summer. That was the last fight we had? No, yeah. we fought the dragon. Yeah. Oh, right. the, dragon. the dragon. I forgot about the dragon. Wow. Just erase that from my memory. Okay, okay. So it's, it hasn't quite been 10 episodes. It was episode 49. That's right. Was when um we fought the dragon. Right, right, right. Because episode 50 was when you were dead. We blocked that out of our memories. We were yeah. traumatized by it. 
Yeah, it was unexpected, so I think I just forgot about it. All right, well, now I don't feel nearly as bad. And we have had, like, dungeon crawl after dungeon crawl after combat after combat over on Rusty Dragon, so... I, no, we're I was balancing gonna it say, out. I think I wasn't realizing how long it had been because we've had so many combats yeah. in Rusty Dragon. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, I, I really do promise, guys, there's going to be plenty of fights to be had very soon. Sweet. So, Yay. I'm, I'm scared. scared. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be cool. I'm excited. I just want to see the, the orc boy do his thing. You want to see the orc boy? I want to see him do his thing, too. Orc boy. I want to find out if I built a character to withstand a test of time or not. He's an orcish boy. <laughs> I'm just excited because Shane finally gets to play a barbarian, and I kind of hope he dies really fast. I want to yeah, see what too. it's like. I, I got like to do a, a lot of fun stuff with him, but he is not. He's not Orn. <laughs> I will say that. Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of. I mean, this is like this is just me fucking around, but I. I kind of do hope that Elgaroth goes out real quick and be like, "Yes, Shane, this is why." You ought not to play a barbarian. Yeah. Oh, oh. I mean, Orin has survived so long because he's got he's got magical powers. He's got chunk AC. He's got, he's got a big old AC, big old HP. We'll see, we'll see how Elgaroth does. I want to see how the differences we'll see. are. We'll yeah. see. We shall Orin see. Orin also can't hit the fucking broadside of a barn, so. <laughs> That's true. But then again, you have mitigated that with some retraining and stuff, so. Yeah, we haven't gotten to test that out yet. We'll see. You haven't been in combat since you did it. But, yeah. You know, up, I think you upgraded your weapon, right? And then you got a weapon focus and furious focus and some other shit. Yeah, I took some stuff to sort of like make him not take so many penalties to his attack rolls. Yeah, mitigate that a little bit. Anyways, we ended a uh, last session, you know, we, we met up with some orcs and shit. You know, you mm-hmm. guys um, had some uh, interesting interactions with some uh, Salai's people. Even got to hang out with her uncle a little bit. Got to talk to him a bit. And then uh, through some magical means, got to the bottom of it and made sure that Salai was who she says she was. And like summoned the spirits of her family. And that they were like, yeah, they were like, yeah. Really cool, yeah, they were like, yeah, she chill. <laughs> she chill. Yeah. What did you guys think they were going to do? I have a question. Was that a mechanical spell? No, could be. I'm sure I could find one that yeah. worked, but no, I thought there might be one yet in mind. That's why I want to ask. We don't have to get, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's probably something that you could find that would work for that, but, uh, no. Nah. Okay. Nah. Mm. There are spells that do similar shit to that. Yeah, there's gotta be a shaman spell out there that you can. Or yeah, like maybe. I mean, like, um, fucking Salai near the beginning of the campaign did that, like, blood spell with the blood on the nose. Oh, that remember? Was so dope. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Remember, yeah. she did that. So, like, I'm uh, sure you could do something with somebody's, like, ancestors. I don't really know. I oh, didn't. yeah. Is that a spell called blood trace or something like that? Blood transfusion? Blood transcription? No. Um, no. Blood transfusion is just a medical procedure. That, that is just a thing that you <laughs> yeah. can get at any hospital. That's not, not a spell. That's a real life There's thing. There's no hospitals in this world. What are spells? But science. Yes, there are. Okay, good. Yeah, it's blood biography. But, you know, you guys, she was accepted and everything. And you guys were like, oh, we're going to set out. Um, you guys also decided that Elgaroth uh, was going to come with you. It was kind of an emissary for the tribe. And then you guys, you know, got sent off or at least had like a little going away ceremony and everything. And before you guys left, I mean, first of all, you're able to fucking swindle these people out of some diamonds yeah. and some potions. too. That was amazing. Yeah, some diamonds and some potion. Um, and then Hagar. Um, one of the elders that you guys had the most, the, I'm really the only interaction with specifically of the six elders, gave you a little blessing. The blessing of iron. Do you guys want to know what it does? I do. Fuck yeah. Yes. Please, Please tell us. Okay. Peace. So now that you all have the blessing of iron, you have been blessed and imbued with the long, powerful lineage of the Angarog. Once before returning to Rog Shurgat on your journey, when an attack, spell, or effect would slay you, that damage or effect is negated. 
Because of the strain of nearly dying, a creature whose blessing of iron is expended immediately gains two permanent negative levels as if they were raised from the dead. So if any effector attack would kill you, it just doesn't. One time. Oh. One time before you return to Rogshore God. But you still gain two permanent negative levels that you can heal through like restoration and shit like that. So it's like a death defy. Cirque, sure, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it is. It's, oh my god, it's actually, oh my god. you know, to make it more apt and something I think is like more going to touch base for more people is like you have a fairy in Zelda. Yeah, it's like a fairy. You have a fairy. Yeah, same same concept. Or like you know, like Mifa's Grace or something like that. Yeah, specifically from Breath yeah, yeah, of the yeah. Wild. But yes, I don't know. A Death Defy, sure. It's the same thing. It's as a fairy. Literally. Oh yeah, same yeah. Thing. Same. Okay, yeah, yes, that. <laughs> but yeah. This is the first thing I thought of because I've been playing Hades recently. Sorry. Oh, I just downloaded it last night. I'm about to play it tonight. Yeah, I'm about to play it tonight. Oh my gosh. You're going to love it. Good. I really like this idea, though, of like the tribe, tribal elders, like blessing people to go out, but it only lasts. You can only use it once until you come back. So it's like they're they're asking you to return. They're asking you to come home, basically. Yeah, that's the whole thing is to keep Mm -hmm. their people alive. And it's why the orcs, I mean, it's not, I mean, they are literally great warriors, but it's the reason that like the orcs, especially those of Rogshargad is like notorious as like a great army, which is why they were a huge boon to Alloran is because they literally like, they don't go down until they die because of ferocity or Mm -hmm. orc ferocity. And then one time when they would die, they still don't go down. They're weaker. They're weaker because they take two permanent negative levels technically, but they are extremely hardy because they have old fucking magic. That's really um, cool. So as part of them. So their armies are extremely powerful, but it's, I mean, let's be honest. Um, the artish, the people of Arden are really lucky that the Angerog orcs are not like warmongers. Like they're just like wreaking havoc on the entirety of the country Yeah, that they've, uh, come to some kind of peace with themselves because they could fucking do it dude the artist army wouldn't stand a chance if they had enough numbers so yeah it sounds like from everything we've learned as which hasn't been much honestly in the grand scheme of this podcast or even our campaign about the revolution that happened prior to the like construction of arden um it sounds like the way that we've heard history retold to us is like oh the people did it it was like and they don't explicitly say like they're like oh it was the humans that did it like they bound together and they strategized and organized enough to overthrow the aristocracy Mm -hmm. but they leave out a lot of other sides of the story like specifically what the orcs contributed to yeah like that was a like big part of you know salai's story and upbringing that like josh and i had talked about that like she tried to learn whatever she could because she knew that her mother was involved but like she never found more than a couple of sentences in history books yeah and i I hate to compare it to this but it's like almost like the whitewashing of the civil war Mm -hmm. you know they take the buffalo soldiers completely out of the equation yeah, and just on record, I want to—I am in no way actually drawing any racial ties to uh, specific sets of people because that's a thing that's been in D and D for way too long. And I, because I understand like the harmful fucking stereotypes that are involved oh, in the sure. original creation of the yeah. orcs and the drow and a lot of other creatures. So it doesn't hurt to make it as clear as possible. Yeah. Yes. But no, what I'm saying is like this is the closest thing to like a relatable sort of racism that we have in in the real world in art for sure i mean this is this is what i said like in carthar like did it ever come up that salai was a half orc but i used to say it all the time back when you guys were in art yeah because that's a thing arden has a problem with that they have a long history with the orcs that is has been um swept under the rug i mean arden has a long history with all of its neighbors as i've told you guys before during this what kind of set off the the original spark that kind of set off the the whole war that happened you know half a century ago was the fact that the leadership of arden annexed grimhold like they pulled a they pulled a germany in the 40s mm-hmm. and they annexed poland they annexed poland essentially their neighbors and people were not stoked about that 
It's interesting. The more we learn about the imperialistic uh, nation of Arden, the less, I guess, the less sort of uh, heroic it seems. Mm-hmm. Oh, or, yeah. Or the less sovereign it appears to be. Yeah, absolutely. And it also it's fun because it plays into characters like like Oren has to think about his relationship to the Rune Wardens as like as much as they are like a an independent big quotes peacekeeping corps, like they're still artish. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They don't necessarily act on the behest of, you know, the artish government, but they definitely have their ties. And apparently Oleron made some promises that didn't get kept. Whether that was within his power to give um, is one thing to talk about. But that's also like, well, then maybe he shouldn't have promised things, you know. But yeah, I, I don't I don't like I don't like, you know, people or groups or nations or anything like that to be like, this is the good one and this is the bad one. Well, there's probably well, it's fun like in Galarian how like, yes, Cheliacs, they're bad people. They're bad guys. They're French. They're French. <laughs> oh, my God. Nah, no, they're not French. Galt is French because it's constantly under like they have a new revolution like every four years. And there's like guillotine. Now we know how Shane feels um, about France. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, it's more fun that way. And like that's the thing is, you know, we come from a place, I guess, for our American and our non-American listeners where we have a lot of really bad history. I feel like every country has bad history. Sure. Um, <laughs> but there are there are countries who have tried to like say, hey, we fuck this up and make good good on it and we haven't done that as as a uh you know as a country, as a country yeah even germany was like yeah we did the holocaust that was bad we haven't even a, we haven't even it. apologized to slaves yeah <laughs> or, or, yeah or like there are native american people who are disparaged and there are african-american people who need reparations and we are refusing to acknowledge both of those so yeah it, it makes sense but yeah america hasn't done any one step towards that we have plenty of people who still act like slavery basically didn't happen Mm-hmm. <laughs> Believe me, <laughs> my dad. Anyways, uh, <laughs> yeah, everything about you know how they were saying, oh, you know, in your history books, I'm sure this was how it sounded or whatever. It it just like is so you know relatable, especially I think for us in America, we all grew up with a very sugar-coated history that we learned as kids. That's a real cute version of what happened. Um, Yeah. I mean, we grew up making cute little like pilgrims and Native Americans. We called them Indians back then because that was super, you know, cool. So we made, you know, drew little pictures of the pilgrims and the Indians having dinner together for Thanksgiving and they were, you know, best buds. And it's like, why were we learning that when we were kids? I agree. As somebody went to private Christian school their entire life, like it didn't, it didn't get any better as I got older. It was oh, yeah. the same sugar coating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's why I like Josh's world so much is because Arden is you've already you've admitted it's like your your like analog for America. Yeah, it wasn't originally intended to be that. I had to rework some of it. Because a lot of it's very, very like English, a lot of things about it. Totally. Like the parliament. Um, but thing. I've had well yeah, and I've like I mean, I think the parliamentary system is just fun. I think it's like fun to watch like English people yell at each other over politics. Oh, it's, it's like wild. way more entertaining. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, plus, like it sounds more fantasy, which is stupid. It but, does. Like, it does. Uh, there's some areas in it that don't really line up. But I have like later on retconned it to be that because I started seeing things start to line up with the histories um, and was like, oh, OK, never mind. This is going to be this. You write what you know, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I wish I wish it was like a president and Congress. I would totally wreck on that if I could, but it's too late and it's fine. I it's think it better works. that it's not on the head like that. It works. I think. Time for Ned of the Revolution, maybe? No, I'm just kidding. We don't need that. Oh. I mean, it's not impossible, but... It sounds like a de-revolution. It's like going the opposite way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the whole thing would be like, 
Let's fucking let's fucking balkanize Arden, baby. <laughs> Just give people power back to some of the individual areas. You have the silver. You have you have the Silver Ridge. You got the hinterlands. You've got the Gray Coast. Just break it all up. We can uh, we can sing some Schoolhouse Rock. Do you guys remember that? Yeah, of mm-hmm. course. It's the shot heard round the world. It's the start of the revolution. I don't want to sing that song. <laughs> I forgot uh, about that. Yeah, Josh is like no. I just the, remember the grammar ones. That was the first time I learned about the lie about how laws were made. Oh, yes. It starts out as a bill. I'm just a bill. Yeah. Yes, I'm, I'm only, only a, a bill. bill. And I'm sitting on... And I'm funded by corporate interest. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it should have been. <laughs> it was really hard to rhyme corporate interest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they really wanted to. They just left it out. Well, so anyway. I mean... It, I love diving into this stuff and talking about it, guys. Thank, you know, thank you for appreciating the fact that I think about these things for my homebrew world, guys. Thank you. Good job, yeah, Josh. Good job. Cool. Thank you. We love it. It does hurt sometimes. It does, but that's the thing. Is I'm like, get me out of, of this real world situation. <laughs> Please stop. Hey, remember, the good, the good thing is... In Why re- aren't dragons writing laws? It, it, they're not. Uh, they're not. Uh, the good thing is, unlike real life where you can't escape, if you, in this world, you can just go ahead and be an adventurer and fuck off. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, anyways, everybody, uh, we just came off of a, a really long tangent that I had to cut out. And if you're interested to hear all the random shit we talk about that's completely off the rails, um, listen for the outtakes. Uh, become a $5 patron. Woo-hoo! That's how I spun that, guys. We were like, how do we transition out of this crazy thing? I was like, making an ad for Patreon. Making so, an ad. Head over to patreon.com slash podcast if you want to get in on the uh, outtakes and stuff. Because then that stuff goes in there. It's fun stuff to, you know, some fun background lore. It can be like random stuff or it could be stuff you want to laugh at. So, yeah. yeah. Check it out. Nice. Podcast. Patreon.com says Paco Quest. Yes. <laughs> well, everybody, other than that, I think we're about time. We can we can dive into things. So really at this point, you guys set out from Rogshargat mm-hmm. back into the, the the deep area of the, the northern moors here. And um really it's it's up to you guys what your plan is and where you're gonna go. So what do you guys wanna do? We go north. Okay. To the north. I, the king in the north. Um, something I do want to address with Stephanie. There are some good spells that would be nice for combating a dragon. If we do get to that point, I just wanted to recommend them. There are definitely a lot of spells. Like, did you have a particular one in mind that you wanted to suggest? No, I just wanted to bring it up. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Um, Jesus. Protection from energy communal. Okay, it's a good one. Just, to, just so, uh, yeah, just that so we can be ready to have for sure. Resist energy communal, also, just in case. It's like basically energy production stuff. Yeah, yeah. well, I will say energy. those are kind. Of, those are a little redundant. Resist like gives you uh, energy resistance. Protect makes you immune. Well, just so I'm just saying, like, just have a bunch of extra spells, yeah, sure, just sure. in case. Hey, you got some travel time. Make some scrolls, right? So yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, those are good. Can you make us fly? Yeah, you can, huh? I yes, I can. I have yes. I have fly, um, and I can. I mean, I did it to you, right? Yeah, but I don't have a communal one. I don't think. No, I don't think that's such. A, I don't think those that exists. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can only do fly once per day, though. I think it's a domain spell, right? Yeah. So yeah, you you'd have to you could make a single scroll every day. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Stock I just up. wanted to bring up the energy just thing. A lot of. Uh, well, no, I have a thing that I can now use scrolls faster, don't I? Did I make that up? Positive negates all energy damage, or like yeah, I, I look mean, into that. Like it's it's universal as far as all four types. Or basically, no, you, you choose one. Yeah, oh, you choose okay. a type, and you based on your level, you get a certain amount of 
we can call them temporary hit points yeah. towards that. No worries. I was that curious. Energy I was like, damn, is there a universal yeah, it's, it's fucking a energy damage? Yeah, like, this level it's reduction? like a hundred points of it extra yeah. HP per person. Dang. Yeah, there's some good stuff to look into if you want to prep for certain things, but yeah, we don't know. What you kind also of you also don't is. know what kind of dragon it is. Exactly. Yeah, the good thing yeah. is, is those spells. I don't think you have to prep like no. cold. You just at the time of activation, you say what it is. Yep. yep. Dope. So, okay, that's what I was curious about. Yeah, you guys don't know what you didn't ask. I just want to bring that up now. Um, but yeah, I think we <laughs> wow. say our goodbyes and uh, head out mm-hmm. with your new blessing. Here, I'll take the text of that, guys, and I'll I'll throw it into our private you. Discord. That's the wrong show, hun. I bless you. Koya belongs everywhere and anywhere. Well, you know, let's say, let's say this, guys, to start out, because you guys are trying to find your way up north. Um, let's go ahead and have, because um, I know she's the only one who has it. Isla, if you want to roll a knowledge geography for me. Yeah. And then anyone who wants to roll a survival check uh, for navigating your way back out of here. Uh, obviously, a lot of that's going to be helpful. Elgroth's going to be able to just do that for you guys. But it's once you get out of their lands, you're going to have to roll a survival check to do so. I'm going to aid Salai. I will Survival. also aid Salai. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to first cast before I, before all that I'm going to cast um Dead Eyes Lore. Okay. I'll aid. Um, which gives me a plus 4 and then I have one, two, three people aiding me. I do aid, yeah. Get thumbs up from me. Do you aid me, Shane? Auto aid. Oh, okay, great. Nice. Yeah, so a plus 6 on top of whatever that is. For knowledge geography, what'd you get there, Isla? 8. Yeah, you're not you're familiar un- you're with unfamiliar with the area, and uh, you're not very helpful in this regard. So Ooh. even with an eight, <laughs> even with an eight, <laughs> even with an eight, <laughs> I'll roll. I get a plus 18, 34. All right, uh, thirty-four. Yeah, you guys know that your best bet will be following uh, the Steel Vein. It's a river that flows out of this area that leads up north towards the direction you guys are going going for. Elgroth even corroborates once you guys kind of start following that and talk it through that this is often something they follow when they're going and like, you know, uh, hunting up north or if they're just exploring and stuff, they'll follow this river because it's relatively slow moving. It's not super wide if you need to cross it, but it's a constant fresh source of fresh water and all that. And it kind of cuts through the middle of the uh, the rambling grasslands. So that's probably your guys' best bet for the next little while traveling up north. It's cool, guys. We're still glamping. Percy's still got his pavilion. There you go. Oh, hey. Nice. (laughs) I love that stupid thing. And you guys have plenty of food. You are supplied with enough food for the whole journey. Just packed into the bag of holding. A bunch of dried, cured meats and stuff like that. And some, you know, some other provisions. So we all good to go. All right. Let's uh, tally how. Tally how. (laughs) Mr. Toad over here. Yeah. So, I mean, you guys have a number of days traveling on the road. Is there anything anybody wants to do while we're doing that? Um, I would like to create a couple of scrolls here and there just while I'm on the journey. The journey. The journey. If I I could, I'd like to do a scroll of... um, Scroll of... Fly. Protection from energy communal. Um, There we go. The problem with the scroll, because of the way we do items, unless Josh will let you create it at a higher caster level, we're not going to get as much of a bonus to it. It'd be good to have. No, no, no. So, so, no, no. The way I do do those things is... It's um, only if you don't... Yeah, if you don't make them. Got it. So okay, if you cool. find when we find them or you buy them for someone else, I make it the minimum so that we don't have to fucking deal with writing that shit down. That's awesome. Because it's so much bookkeeping. But if you make it, then just mark that down. Like you want to mark down what caster level you're at, which is just your level stuff. That's easy. <laughs> it's 10. Um, and so just mark that down in case like you level up or something, you know this was a 10th level one. I'm okay with that when you make them. 
Cool. You just have to differentiate on your sheet which ones are. Yeah, I don't know if you've done that with scrolls in the past, which is fine. We'll just take them at your current level. It's fine. Just do them from now on. Keep track of what level you made them at. Um, But uh, yeah, that's just for found and bought stuff. Protection from energy communes. Okay. Protection from energy communal is a fourth level cleric and oracle spell. So that means it's going to cost you a lot. Uh, we rich anyway. Oh, it's going to cost you 700 gold. That's not that. It's not that much. But um, did we, we paid for the diamond dust, right? No, you didn't. They gave, they it, gave to it to us. Free. Wow. That is just amazing. I would also like to create, just because uh, Shane reminded me of this spell, and I think it's a really fun one, um, but I'd also like to do um, a scroll of blood biography. Ooh. That was like really interesting when I had it, and I don't always have that one prepared. 375 gold. Pers- I Faz and Percy, but uh, I'm curious how Elgaroth spends his time on the road, and especially like in the mornings when we wake up, or like if we're bedding down to make camp. Like, I'm just, I'm curious what Elgaroth's kind of like routine is, because we're all so comfortable, our characters are with each other, with our routines probably at this point. Um, annoyed at some things probably uh, but we deal with it but I'm just curious yeah what what Elgaroth does how long have we been on the road we'll say this is over the course of a few days at this point okay um for the first couple of days you probably don't notice but he goes to bed pretty early and when you wake up the next day he's already awake but he's he's often away from the campsite staring to the east. And for the first few hours of sunrise, he's just staring directly at the sun. What? Um, the fuck? Okay. <laughs> he's built different. Josh, <laughs> no, I know, I know, I know why Shane is doing this, and it makes me laugh. Something we talked about. It's fucking so good. I love it so much. Does he have to like charge in the sun? Yeah, that's what it is. You he's can't solar, tell, he's solar he's like, is he solar If you powered? were to stare at him, he's like, move, he's not moving at all. He's completely still just breathing slightly. His pupils are like so small, but he's just like unwaveringly staring angri- angrily at the sun. Are you sitting in a pose or are you standing? He's standing. And as the sun moves, like he moves with it. <laughs> Stop laughing. This? I hate you. Stop yeah, knowing I'm things. I'm angry now. Oh. <laughs> I think um, you obviously eventually come back to camp and like in the morning after you're done with that. If and we, what, you notice like if we haven't started moving by noon, he gives up. What? He gives up? Gives he up? Stops, he stops following the sun. He just like, he ignores it. Yeah. I mean, Once I can't he gets imagine. like midday, he's just like, I'm done. Is he trying to destroy the sun with his mind? I imagine that. He's not denying it. I don't think we would ever leave that late. Um, I think we leave in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I think when you come back to camp, when you come back, are you like angry still? I don't know. It's hard. I think it's hard to tell when he's not angry. Okay, I think Percy would would address you uh, when you're coming back from one of those um, <laughs> one of those interactions. <laughs> oh, hey there, Elgroth. What is it? Oh, <laughs> sorry, I. Uh... <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> you caught me at a bad time, Percy. I, I'm sorry for upsetting you. Uh, if I did, do you mind me asking why you why you do that? Why you stay at the sun so? 
I'm standing my ground. Okay. Standing your ground? Uh, against the the sun? I wouldn't expect a small tusk like you to know what it's like. But where I come from, people like me have a hard time dealing with the sun. Most of us don't even acclimate to the surface for years. Oh, what do you mean? Does something happen to you? Our people started life underground. And when we eventually made our way to the surface, we found the sun to be another oppressive force. It was said that only the bravest of warriors made their way out of the cave. And eventually, they fought hard and long against the sun that it did not hurt them. They stared at it in defiance. That is what I do for my people. That's that's cool. Um, Don't your eyeballs hurt? Yes. Okay. I I don't know that it's that's like super good for you. Um but I respect it. I, I respect it. Um I just um just just keep keep doing what you're doing. You're you're right. I I wouldn't get it. Little Tusk. Oppressors come in many forms, and we must not back down, whether they be in flesh or in celestial bodies. And you see him stare back into the sun. Sh- sure, yeah. This is your first lesson. Oh, um, okay. Thank, thank you. As the day goes by, he's probably pretty quiet about it. And then when the sun starts to set, like later the second or third day, you just catch him staring off in the sunset being like, Yeah, you better run, coward! <laughs> uh, All right. It's probably dead silent before you do that, and Percy's like, oh, fuck! And that's how he talks about it. Cool. Uh, you know, when I first started coming up to the surface, I also took a while to get used to the sun, but now I kind of like it. Maybe you could learn to enjoy it a little. <laughs> or, or not. There's an old orc tale about the pet that you keep. An animal, feral trying to tame it by feeding it. Eventually, that animal becomes docile, weak. You sound like that animal. I don't think that's super nice to call her weak. She's really strong. I'm only kidding. It's a parable. It's not literal. Uh, I I get it. It's fine. I've lived in the sun my whole life. I kind of like it. It's the dark I'm afraid of. Percy, how old are you? I'm 30. You don't, you don't look like you're 30. What do you mean? <laughs> I just mean that... 23, 25, something like that? It's... I, I'll give you no number, but where this all comes from, the sun is a natural enemy to all who step out into out from the shade, honestly. No. So yeah, what you do notice about Ogrov, other than like uh, his weird daily morning and evening ritual, he seems to talk a lot of, a lot of shit. Like he's very, uh, he's probably like laughed at you guys sort of like in a pretentious way. Like, oh, you think you guys are adventurers? Let me tell you this time that I fought this blah, blah, blah. Oh, he's a one upper. And it, yeah. And it oh, just sounds like no. he's like making shit up. It sounds like he's just fucking lying. Oh my God. You know what? It that? sounds like he's just like, he wants to impress you guys so hard. You can't Aww. even like, he's just like, he's just straight up lying. Yeah. It's so bad. No sense motive is required. That's kind of cute. It's, it's blatant. Let's fucking let's do this. Let's get there. Let's fucking let's scope it out. Die by a dragon. We move forward. 
we continue on. So after one of these, uh, you know, you know, a couple of days of hearing all of these, you know, one up stories and him talking about all these really outlandish adventures that he's seemingly gone on. I imagine Sly's like sitting next to him as they have like a campfire or something like that. It's like, so, you know, you, you seem to have gone on a lot of adventures. Um, did you did you know my half brother and sister? Yeah, I did. I actually trained him. You trained them? Really? Well, not so much your sister. Oh. Tarzak. Let's just say he required a lot of my attention. Yeah, he seemed, you know, a little chaotic. But we all trained each other. I wasn't his only teacher. Cool, so it's like communal? Is that how it works? Yeah, whatever. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. There's not a lot of us, so... Yeah. I had to cook sometimes. Sucked. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Cooking's up for everyone. I'm not great at it either. Elgaroth, do you have blood brothers and sisters, like immediate, or like ones that were from your own mother or father? You mean like right now? I would, yes. Living. None of my parents are with child. So you were the only one? No, I have siblings. Oh, yes. Um, you said immediate. <laughs> this guy is very literal. I like it. I think I understand. I was trying to... F- okay, so... <laughs> are you close with any of your s- siblings? No. I had a sibling. Briefly. I don't want to talk about it anymore. That's... Okay, it, it that's, can be a- That's your prerogative. That's fine. Yes. Thank you for sharing, Elgaroth. I, I only knew my siblings for like a week, so... I ate my sibling in the womb. You were... Oh. You what? Oh. I shared... Oh. Um... You were that hungry? Yep. Killed my birth parent on the way out, too. Okay. You... Well, that's t- new. Yep. <laughs> not proud of that. No, I bet not. Nope. Let's talk about something else. Yep. This, this is... <laughs> yes. Oh, yep. um, gosh. Uh, I don't have any siblings either. Great. You guys like food? Yes. I... Yeah. Sometimes. Food is great. Food food is good. I got this. He pulls out like a, like an old granola. What? It's like a a ball of granola. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) How old is that? I'll take a little nibble. No, no, Percy, don't, don't eat that. Why not? You don't know where it's been. That's rude. He's offering food. It's pretty good. Can't get this anywhere else. Yeah. Let me let me take a little crack. I can I try some? Is this? Oh my god, no! <laughs> Is it like customary food for the tribe? I, I oh my god, I just don't know. Is that a thing? Percy takes a little a little <laughs> snap off of the ball. And, I don't know, uh, Josh. What is it? <laughs> breaks his teeth on it. Yeah, dude, it's like the hardest shit you've ever tried to bite into. It's old. This guy's had it in his pocket for like a while. His Percy, molar cracks. Percy tries to chew it. You and can then, chew it. It yeah. just takes. Oh, you gotta. You almost have to like let it sit. Sucking you on it. You have to let yeah. it sit in your mouth and s- get a little softer. But oh, the center is still. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, wait. Oh, no. Uh, this is the food pocket. <laughs> oh, he man. Pulls out, he pulls out like some dried jerky. El Garof? What's in my mouth? <laughs> <laughs> What's in my mouth right now? 
just just spit it out, Percy. Is it just is he just kind of opens his mouth and with like and it just like dribbles out of his mouth? That looks like lint. That looks like you should eat this pocket. now. <laughs> he just hands you the jerky. <laughs> Percy snatches it and starts <laughs> chewing it up. Are are there any um, other traditional foods that the, the tribe likes to prepare or eat? Gorthek is pretty good. What? You said Orthek? Gorthek, you guys ate it when you showed up. Oh, right, right, yes. That was pretty good. That was delicious. They say it tastes better when you eat the younger ones. Sure, makes sense. I honestly can't taste much of a difference. Something about the screams or ripping them from their mother's teat, I think adds to the flavor. Mm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's what they say anyway. Delicious. Do you hunt them yourself usually? On occasion. That's cool. That's cool. I-, I used to hunt with my dad all the time. I don't like killing animals. He's gonna sense motive on what the fuck he's saying, and it doesn't look great. But let's see. Too many contradictory statements mm. for her taste. Is he just like awkward, or is he deceptive? Or contrary? Sorry. Who knows? It's a ten. So it probably sucks. What did you want to know? Hard to read. <laughs> yeah, you can you can like eating meat, but not like killing animals. Yes, exactly. Like it's he seems contrarian at times. So she was just trying to see like what he talked about ripping something from a teat, which doesn't sound like hunting. He didn't say that he did that. He said that's yeah. traditionally how this can be prepared. Yes, exactly. And so that's fine. She doesn't understand anyways. No, what he basically said was like the other orcs. It's common for them to say that it tastes better when you eat a young Gorthek that is, like, suckling at its mother's teeth, like, that young. Yeah. They're saying, like, that adds to the flavor, but he's saying, like, I haven't tasted a difference. Like, that's just... He thinks they're just talking. Oh, wow. All right. Who trained you? What do you mean? The tribe. The whole tribe trained you? You didn't have, like, a, you know, teacher or anything? (laughs) Nope. Just me. That's crazy. It's not that crazy. You haven't seen me fight. I just can't imagine having to learn how to fight on my own. He wasn't on his own. He's with the old blood. True. I had to learn how to fight on my own. That's true, too. Hey, you don't fight. Percy, sometimes don't say things. (laughs) (laughs) Percy, shut the fuck up. (laughs) I just thought maybe you were an apprentice at one point. I am. In a different way. Are you learning some other type of trade? When the elders pass, I will eventually take one of their place. Oh. Oh, that's right. They were mentioning that. So you are like an elder apprentice? Sort of. The tribe thinks that I have some sort of wisdom. I can't quite say that I agree, but I'm really good at taking notes, and I remember a lot. Maybe that's why. Yeah, I I guess that makes sense. It can feel like not great killing animals but you like to like fight other people though right it's different with animals i love to fight yeah when there's a challenge so like only when it's an agreed upon both sides have consented to fighting it's not fun when they're running away that's just makes me mad like the sun makes you mad running away every day yeah you've noticed too (laughs) where's it going Away. It's scared of you, Elgaroth. I think your intimidation tactics are working. But it comes back every day. Yeah. As if it forgot. 
You just gotta keep trying. Maybe it's got a bad memory. So, how do you feel about uh, the moon and its paleness? What about it? Does it bother you in the same sense? I don't think it would, because it's not so threatening. No, I've seen it before. It's cool. So you like the moon? I'm usually asleep by the time she shows up, but yeah, she's fine. She? Yeah, whatever. He. Yeah, we do not know what the moon may be. Or is there only one moon here, by the way? Yes. Okay, thank goodness. <laughs> just, uh, just wanted to see how you felt about, uh, the, the beings, the celestials in the sky, as you referred to them. I'm tired of talking. That's absolutely fine. Um, good night then. Yeah, good, good, good night. Is it nighttime yet? I don't think it was. No, Steph said you guys were sitting around the fire, so I would assume so. Okay. Yeah, it's probably evening. Waiting in the evening, a few days in. Um, all right. Um, are you guys doing any kinds of watches and stuff during the, uh, the time you guys should. are doing? Yes, yeah, always. For sure. Yeah, what does that look like? Ungarath takes the last watch, so he's awake when the sun shows up. Smart. So I can take the first watch. Yeah. Uh, Isla can take the middle watch. <laughs> well, I'll say each of you have to take a turn. Which is oh, okay. Just, you know. Great. Yeah. We'll go. We all take a turn then. All right. So I, Percy, Isla, A, Elgarath. We'll do that. That's, that's pretty simple. All right. Well, you guys spend the better part of the next week traveling north. You're on foot, so you're not traveling a ton every day. It's pretty mildly temperature. You know, you're going further north, but it is like early spring. So it's it's pretty temperate at this point. Uh, you also have like an infinite supply of like fresh running water because you're going down the steel vein and you guys have plenty of food. So you're, you're in the middle of these large rolling grasslands with these kind of long grasses. You got some winds coming through here as well that blow them in different directions. Um, the steel cut actually, it's not in like a valley, but it, it's in like probably like a five to 10 foot varying ravine that it's kind of cut into the prairies here. So it's like down a little bit. It just eroded away um, the soft, you know, and once the, the grasses have kind of deteriorated away, the ground kind of falls away from it. But you guys can see off behind you as the silver just begins to shrink as the kind of mountains get further and further away from you guys and you continue into these grasslands. I mean, the last time you guys were all here, save for Elgaroth, was about a year ago. You were hundreds of miles to the east from here, but this is the same area that you guys went through. It's the same kind of topography and all that. So it's probably some reminiscing on that a little bit. Had some interesting interactions uh, throughout it. Some fun encounters as well as some interesting moments uh, with characters that are here currently. But um, as you guys are kind of making your way, can I have everybody roll a perception check? Oh no. Oh no. Uh, okay. Let's start over uh, let's start over in Oregon. Elgroth. 25. 25. Salai. 14. Percy. 32. Nice. Isla. 24. And A. 21. Okay, so the folks that got in the 20s, a few times throughout your travels here, you guys swear you feel like almost like a minor earthquake. Uh-oh. I don't like that. Nope. A little strange. Oh, no. But it always like kind of like there's like a little rumble or something like that or like some movement or like some sound off in the distance and then like fades away. It's never super like nearby or anything. Percy, you get some like better listen to it at one point. You kind of notice... The sound almost feels like it's getting like louder as it's coming towards you. And you get a good listen. Percy, do you have knowledge arcana? I do not. Okay. Well, then you, you don't get to roll it. <laughs> Boo. But this is a thing that you guys do kind of notice throughout uh, your time here. Nothing in particular like comes to get you or, you know, you don't notice any like larger quakes or anything like that. 
but uh, through this region, you have noticed some some interesting phenomena. Hmm. Okay. Does it remind Percy at all of the um, of the giant worm, the worm, the worms that we fought in? Uh, roll a wisdom check. Um, not good. It's natural two, so it's a five. Well, maybe. Mm-hmm. You're not really sure. You're not like great at like telling like a rumble from a different rumble. Right. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. Well, now I'm worried. So that's good. Yeah, Percy, I think we'll we'll address it with the rest of the group. Guys, have you been hearing that weird rumbly ever here here now? It's really starting to to uh, upset me a little bit. Rumbling? Yeah, I noticed it too. No, not so much. It's subtle. Like earthquakes? Kind of. Very, very slight. But... I'm pretty hungry. Maybe it was my stomach you felt. That's possible. It seemed like it was coming from the earth, as far as I could tell. We need to be alert. Pay attention to our surroundings. Right. Uh, Elgarth, do you know if there's anything, any sort of creatures that live underground around here that might cause us any trouble? You got any knowledges over there, Orc Boy? Um, I have ranks in uh, knowledge history, knowledge nature, uh, knowledge religion. Yeah, that wouldn't apply to this. Go ahead and roll an intelligence check. I'll let you roll this, even though I didn't let Percy do it, because you are a local. Mm. Nope. Mm-hmm. That's a four. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're you're not quite sure. Nothing's coming to mind. Not ringing any bells. Can Percy... I think it would paranoid Percy a little bit, um, and he might obsess over it. Does it happen, like, once per day, or is, like, what's the frequency? <sighs> if you're trying to find, like, go ahead and roll a perception check. Just to see if you can see like if there's patterns, any, like pattern yeah. like that, yeah. Um, that's a twenty-seven. Yeah, you're pretty confident. It happens more frequently when you guys are moving. Interesting. And it's uh, it's less common when you're camped. But it does happen when we're camped. Yeah, there's no particular there's no particular um pattern to it. But you notice like the frequency goes up while you're moving. Okay, I think one one of those days after a couple days of experiencing this, Percy wants to kind of just like branch off a little bit and like roll a survival just go like 100 feet and just start looking around like okay. just either perceiving or, or survival to, to see what what's up okay do you look look for like a bluff or you hop across the river like what are you doing i think you would let the group go ahead and he would just kind of wait and listen and really perceive while they're moving since he since he knows that it happens while they move um, so he'd wait, they'd get off in the distance a little bit, and then he wants to kind of, yeah, look around, maybe find a high vantage point, and then maybe go down to the river to see if, like, his perception changes. Yeah, okay, so you let the group, you tell the group what you're doing and stuff, um, and they kind of go half ahead of you, and you hang out for a bit. You said you, like, maybe you try to find, like, a hill that's nearby to look, look a little better. Yeah. Go ahead and roll a perception check when you're up on top of the hill. Okay. Oh, really good. 38. 38. Yeah. So, I mean, you look around and I mean, right off the bat, you actually look like off in the distance. You can see like there's like a there's a slight herd of like some kind of pack animal um, off in the distance. It's like they're probably at least a mile off from you guys. So it's a way you kind of look over and you go, oh, just clock that. You know where that those are. You can't really get details on it exactly because they're a ways away. But, you know, there's like a group of pretty large animals on the far end of things. But as you're standing there, you don't see anything that immediately calls attention to this sound. But you do notice that sound happen as you're doing this. You do hear like a slight rumble. You feel it kind of shake under your feet and you feel it again. It's a little louder and you're kind of waiting. You maybe you like crest part of the hill a little bit and as you start to get down to the bottom of the hill to go back towards where your friends are, you feel it again. And it's like, it feels like, it feels like the, the, the earth literally like shifts under your feet for a second. Oh, fuck. 
Percy starts to run. Oh, God. Okay, so as you take off running, you immediately feel the ground start to shift violently under your feet as you begin to, like, make a much more quicker pace and erupting, scattering earth and rock and sand and grass all around you. From the actual prairie floor is this large, like, sleek, armored-looking creature. As it comes out, you hear a roar and you hear the snapping of jaws. And as you just glance around, you actually see it looks like it almost has, like, a fin on its back. What? Sandshark. A Molduga. I will find out what happens after the break. Hey there, everybody. It's your friendly neighborhood game master, Josh, here. And thank you all once again for tuning into the pod called Quest. And if you're listening to this on the day of release, thank you for taking a little bit of time out of your Christmas Eve to hang out with all of us. So we've got a couple of things to go over today, everybody. Right off the bat, we have a brand new $10 patron. I actually noticed this late last night. And if it wasn't for the fact that this episode's going up a little bit late, this would have to wait. So congratulations, Aaron Felt. Your timing was perfect. Welcome to our little pantheon of patrons. We are so glad to have you, and we absolutely appreciate the support. And on a similar note, for all of you $5 and up patrons, get ready because tomorrow, on Saturday, December 25th, that's Christmas Day, we'll be releasing our third installment of our yearly holiday episode, Quest of Us. Last year got a little weird, and this year is weird in a different way, so get ready for that. That should go up tomorrow. And if that's piqued your interest and you're not quite a patron yet, head on over to patreon.com slash podcast quest there's a ton of good rewards at every single level and if you want to get in and listen to some wacky role-playing holiday fun check out the five dollar tier up okay so this year has seen a lot of changes for us here at the pod called quest we made the way of the rusty dragon a permanent mainstay of our release lineup we moved it and this show pcq prime to every other week we came to the end of the lockdowns of the pandemic and were able to get back together again after over a year of playing remotely and one of our members moved to another state. And through it all, and with all of your help, we've been able to take that adversity and roll with it. We've seen the Patreon grow, and with that, we've had the money in order to upgrade our setup to make GMing for me easier. We got laptops for everybody to make all that easier, because late-level Pathfinder is insane. There's too many bonuses to keep track of manually. And we're even able to put the research in to make Robot Shane. So to all of you patrons out there, and even just you listeners, thank you so, so much for your support. We absolutely appreciate it, and we are very excited to charge into the new year in 2022. But with adversity and change, oftentimes can come some struggle. It can be a really easy breeding ground for burnout, and we want to take some steps to make sure that doesn't happen here at the Pod Called Quest. So for me personally, with everything that's been going on, how the last couple years have shaped up, and just how much is going on in my work life and personal life, we are going to take a small little step back. Temporarily, nothing to worry about. Just a little bit of time for us to get our heads on straight and figure things out for the new year. So this episode of PCQ Prime, episode 57, and next week's episode of The Way of the Rusty Dragon, that's episode 26, will be the last releases until February of 2022. We're going to take the entirety of the month of January off of releases. We'll still be recording. We're trying to make that work because a lot of schedules have changed because Shane's got a new job up in Oregon. There's things changing for Steph and for Foz. And so we need a month to kind of figure it out so we can continue recording two episodes of Rusty Dragon and two episodes of PCQ Prime every month for all of you. Not to mention, give me a little break from editing so that I can figure some shit out that I need to figure out. So just to reiterate, after this episode of 
Music Cube Prime and next week's episode of Way the Rusty Dragon, we will be off for the entire month of January. And we'll be back on Friday, February 4th with episode 58 of the Pod Called Quest Prime. If any of you have any questions, go ahead and tweet at us. Or if you're a patron, pop onto the Discord and throw it in the general channel. We'd love to answer any questions. But to put it simply, we're just taking a month off to gather ourselves and figure out a new schedule with all these new changes. Once again, thank you all so much for the support through stuff like this. We know the last year has been strange. The last two years has been strange, to be honest. And all of you have been nothing but appreciative and supportive. So I really can't say thank you enough for all that. As always, a huge shout out to Sirenscape, Larian Studios, The Game Kitchen, CD Projekt Red, and Owlcat Games for their awesome sound effects and music. You can check out them as well as all the other composers whose music we use via Creative Commons at podcalledquest.com music and in each and every episode show notes. And of course, please go check out causecalledquest.com. You can find a number of causes that we support and find easy links to their websites as well as ways to donate. All right, everybody, let's get you all back into the fight. It has been a minute here on this show. Thank you all so much for listening and a huge, gigantic shout out to our patrons for donating. Thank you all for the amazing 2021. We appreciate you. We love you. And all I can say is have a happy, happy holiday and a wonderful and safe new year. We will see you all next Friday on New Year's Eve, December 31st for Way the Rusty Dragon episode 26. And we'll be back after our break in February. Thank you once again and have a happy holiday, folks. All right, everybody, there is no other way for me to come back from this break other than saying, for the first time on PCQ Prime in many episodes, I need you all to roll for initiative. Oh, yes. All right, y'all. Started off. Salai. 24. 24. 24. Wow. For his first initiative roll ever, debuting number 666, Eldroth. Seven. <laughs> Shane just bared his tummy to all of us. That was great. For any Mabim Bam fans out there, you know what that is. Next, A. 19. 19. Isla. 25. Nice. And Percy. 12. Oh, man. 12. So, Percy, as you hear this rumbling and you begin to run, as I said before, you feel this rumbling get extremely loud and close until you almost feel as if the earth next to you gives way, bursting open. There's just debris and rocks. You probably get pelted by some dirt. You probably get like a, a bit of grass just like plummets into your face. And you catch as you whip around to see what is going on. You see this sleek-bodied, almost armored creature with this gnashing jaw and this, int- this like almost this fin on the back of its head leaping out at you. Oh, no. From the side, nearly cutting you off. Ah! You can see it's 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 quadrupedal. Ew. It almost looks like this this shark-like creature in the earth. Sand shark, street shark, slamu. And you guys hear this eruption and probably hear Percy exclaim in some kind of fright uh, from this thing surprising you of this large thing leaping out of the ground. So starting off the initiative is going to be Isla. You guys are probably close to 100 feet away from him Damn. at this point. Okay, uh, well then Isla's just gonna try to get up to where Percy is. Can she double move and get there, maybe? Yeah, so you hear this and you, you guys immediately stop from where you're walking and turn around and you're just gonna see this thing assaulting your friend that's double his size. And she's just gonna his run size. as fast as she can to get to him. You're yeah. gonna, okay, you could double move, yeah. You, what's your movement speed? 30 feet. 30 feet? Yeah, you can go 60. You wanna get up to the creature? 
I'd like to get up to it if I could. Okay, sure. Or actually, if I could get 10 feet away from it, that'd be great. It's fine if I can't get 10 feet away. It's okay. Yeah, you can almost get to 10 feet away. You're about 15 feet away at this point. That last five foot um, diagonal would make you go over, so you wouldn't be able to get there. You're you're close. You're almost there. You could step in next turn and and do that. So uh, you charge in. That's going to be a double move for your turn. Um, I would like to activate my Swordmaster's Flare. Okay, use your nice. freebie for the day. Mark that off there for you. Um, that's going to be your turn. Salai, you're up. A, you're on deck. How Sorry, how far is this specifically? I think it actually is like more like 70 or 80 feet. Okay, 70 or 80 feet. That's good to know. Can Salai see from here? Does this thing have like eyes? Uh, do you have like a, a spell where you have to like see its eyes or something? No, I wanted to, I was thinking about casting blindness or deafness just right off, like right off the bat. And I just don't know, like, I don't want to do it if it, like, sometimes underground creatures don't have eyes, you know? Yeah. I mean, you don't, you don't have the requisite knowledge to know anything about this thing. So I will have you roll a perception check to see if you can just see it in the moment. This is a quick glance. This will be a higher DC. You got to like make, this thing is literally leaping out of the ground at Percy as this is happening. 70 feet away. Yeah. Yeah. So. I got a 25. 25? Yeah. Yeah, you think you can see some eyes on it. You're not 100% sure, though. Sly is going to cast uh, Blindness on this creature, and it is a 200-foot reach, so I should be able to get it from where I'm at. Yeah, you can see it is a... uh it is a medium range, so you should be good. Um, that is a what kind of save is that? Looks like a fortitude save. I'm pretty sure it's fortitude. Okay, have this thing roll. All right, that is going to be a 19 fortitude save. Damn. Okay, uh, it just saves. It's it, it's exactly a DC for maybe. a third level spell. Yeah, so you extend your hand a la Orin, and you are uh, unable to fully grasp the spell does not take hold on this thing. It seems like it's able to shrug off whatever magic you attempted to use. Um, That's a standard action. You want to do anything else? Yeah, so Lai's going to run just a little bit closer. She's going to get just with, like, just in within 15 feet. Sorry, 50 feet. Okay, and how far can you go? You can double move 100 feet. (laughs) You can move 50 feet normal, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, because of a tra- she's a travel domain yes. cleric and has the uh, boost of striding and springing for yeah. more. So damn. So fifty feet. I yeah, I'm gonna move to within fifty feet. So I don't want to move fifty feet. I want to move like thirty feet. You said like seventy or eighty feet away. Yeah, you move like twenty feet. You're yeah, just within fifty. You're exactly fifty from the creature right Excellent. now. Excellent. Sick. Nice. Alrighty. So last turn. A, you're up, and then it's the creature. Okay, cool. So A will. Turn around. Okay. Narrow her eyes. Yeah, you see, so you heard this rumbling, heard like mm-hmm. a, a yell from Percy and some hurried movement and like a blast of earth. And you watched as Isla and Salai just stopped, turned around, and sprinted back in the direction. Isla went off full speed. Okay. Drawing her rapier in the process. So in this moment, her her eyes come into focus and she sees this object like leaping out towards uh, Percy and she puts her hands in the air and she crinkles all of her fingers in real hard and she pulls down towards her hips and she casts uh, a combat maneuver via telekinesis on this creature. Okay, let me see here. Attempt to grapple it with her telekinesis. What? Holy shit. uh, It's a will save. And spell resistance does uh, come into effect as well. uh, This thing does not have uh, SR, so let me just double check here. Okay, so there there isn't there isn't a save for this. It's just going to be a regular combat maneuver against mm-hmm. CMD. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and roll uh, a plus eleven. You got to roll pretty good. Ooh. Okay, come on. Oh man, 
That's a freaking 18. 18. Yeah. Yeah. So you cast telekinesis and you reach out with your hands. Like you said, you you bring your fingers in and like basically just pelvic thrust at this thing. um, (laughs) And you're unable to grasp. It's a very strong creature. Um, You can feel it kind of push back against this magical force and you're unable to quite have it. You do have telekinesis like stays up, obviously. Yeah. Uh, You either concentrate, which I think is a standard action to concentrate. Mm -hmm. Then you can do the things that you try. Once per round. Right. And so you can do it. You can have this for, for up to 10 rounds. Yeah. Oh, I did not know that part of yeah, it. Yeah, telekinesis okay. is good. That's insane. It, you can do multiple yeah. things with Dang, it. Dang, okay. It's, like, yeah. it's a high-level spell. It's a fifth, it's a fifth, fifth level spell. Yeah. yeah. No. Shit. Um, well, that's a standard action. Would you like to do anything else? She'll stay where she's at right now. You stay back? Yeah, okay. she'll, she'll see what happens and then kind of go from there. All right. It is the creature's turn. It is going to five-foot step. As it moves into Percy, you can see this thing has this ravening mouth that's snapping at you, and it is quadrupedal. It has these, like, clawed arms that come out. Um, this big tree trunk of legs as it's just pummeling, thrusting out of the earth, churning it up as it comes towards you, and it's going to roll three attacks. First one, this is the bite. Come at me. That's going to be a 21. Miss. That's a miss. Okay. Nice. Two claws. That's going to be, nope, that's lower. And that one is also a 21. So it misses. Oh, it's 20, I'm sorry. It's 22. 22. Miss. Miss. Okay. It comes out at you. Attacks. Misses. All of them. Yeah, that's it. It's unable to get purchase on you. It's thrashing around and you're just dodging out of the way, rolling and spinning to not get trapped by this thing. And that's going to be its whole turn. Percy, it is now your turn. All right. Percy is going to take a five foot step back. Okay. It has step up. I'm kidding. I'm fucking with you. Um, he is going to spend a grid point to enact knowledge is power. Oh, right. It was like a million years since I've heard you I say that. Know. Oh, my God. so good. I had to like reread everything. He's going to imbue his pepper box with icy burst and flaming. Okay. So he's going to make three attacks. Three attacks. Okay. With his rapid shot. All right, go for it, my man. And stuff. And stuff. Let's go curse. All right. First attack. That's going to be natural 10. That's a 25 to touch. That's a hit. Okay. Here we go. Okay. That is 23 points of piercing and bludgeoning. Okay. And five points of energy, unless you need me to divide those up. Flaming and and, uh, frost. Uh, No, so 28 total. Okay. All right. Next attack. All right. That is a 22 to touch. 22 to touch is a hit. Okay. Yes. Here we go. Here we go. 17 points. Piercing and bludgeoning. And 11 points of energy. Okay. Nice. Third attack. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. Another (laughs) 22. Hell yeah. This is a 16 to touch on my last attack. That is still a hit. Okay. Sweet. I rolled another two on the D8. So that is 17 points of piercing bludge and six points of energy. Okay. Yes. All right. You just dip and dodge out of the way of all these things attacks and you just spin around and just pummel into this thing. Three different shots blowing through its uh, really tough, almost chitinous hide that it has. And you can hear this thing let out this. It's this grumble. But in all honesty, it sounds kind of meek. Um, It's uh, a... it doesn't sound. It, it doesn't sound like it was expecting this. Wait, what? but that's what gonna be Josh? that's gonna be this your turn. Anything uh, you want to do? A swift action or anything? Creature wasn't expecting a gun. No, 
Wow. Not to be blown full of holes. Why does Josh always make you know us what? feel bad? You guys for remember the in like Starship Troopers when they're like blowing holes in the shells? Oh, That's what this looks like. Yeah. That's it's like so gruesome. It's like, and there's like stuff spurting out of it. So visceral. Can I roll a yeah. sense motive to see what's so sad? Uh, gonna, yeah, you can. It's going to be hard. It's not a creature that like has a regular face and stuff. No, yeah, mine's not that good. Um, that's it. Oh, I'll let I'll, I'll do a little uh, retcon here. I forgot to, to mention it. Um, remember that you guys can do this. No, it's been a while since combat has been a thing. A, you can roll knowledge arcana Ooh. to learn what this is. Okay, cool. Uh, knowledge is. Remember that's a thing, y'all. I know it's been a bit. It's an eighteen, even with a four as a natural roll. So, with an eighteen, you do know what this is. Uh oh, what? It's a sad little insect blown full of holes. It's not an insect. Oh, this is a bullet. Oh shit! Wait, that's it. That's that's it. There's no more. <laughs> no, I haven't got there yet. Okay. Just saying. One thing you notice is um, this bullet is awfully small. Oh no! This okay, is you say bullet. Oh. Yeah, B U L E T T E. Okay. Bullet. Josh. I've heard okay. it called a bullet before, but it's a little fancy for my taste. Josh is making us kill a baby monster. A bullet is almost like a. It's like a big old land shark, kind of. But it's oh. quadrupedal. Oh, I'm super not okay with that. But you do get uh, one piece of useful information. Is there anything in particular, any section you'd like me to pull that from? Just the most useful one. The most useful one. Okay. Yeah. Um, great. Um, <laughs> Good call. There's so many things to choose from. Say the special abilities, resistances. No, no, straight up. Like the most useful. Josh, give me some good shit. I mean, there's two that are like <laughs> equally good here. I don't um, choose. I mean, they're both cool. We're just going to roll percentile die for the top ability will be high and the bottom ability will be low. Okay, it is high. So they have an ability called leap. So a bullet can perform a special kind of pounce attack by jumping oh. into combat. When a bullet charges, it can make an acrobatics check to jump into the air and land next to its enemies. If it makes the acrobatics check, it can follow up with four claw attacks against oh. its foe in reach. Sounds familiar. Yeah, it But does. it cannot make a bite attack. So it gets to basically pounce and do extra attacks it normally doesn't have. Jeez. Um, if it charges and makes that check. Is that like the Corby's? Oh, thought so. All right. Familiar. Dang. Oh, man. How much you guys, ability. How much you guys want to bet that this is the baby and mama's nearby? Well, that's what he kind of definitely said. Yeah. Uh, well, that's the end of Percy's turn. It is now bringing up Steal the Caboose, baby. Elgaroth, what are you doing? Um, I was going to ask if there was a knowledge check I could roll uh, that was applicable, but I don't have knowledge arcana. So instead, I will ask yeah, another question. Am I within 120 feet of this creature? <laughs> Absolutely, yes. Okay. Here we go. That's all I needed to know. <laughs> Elgaroth is going to, as a free action, go into a rage. Yes. And as another free action, enact his boots of speed. Oh, oh my God. Baby. Here we go. Amphetta boots, as they call them sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> he is then going to lift his great axe above his head and charge this bullet, screaming, Blood for the Blood God! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. Shane's yes. having too much fun with this. Oh, having too so much fun. exciting. I love it. You charge all the way in. Um, that would provoke, right, if it has reach from 10 to 5? Mm -hmm. All right, it's just going to roll uh, one bite attack on you. Um, that is a 29 to hit. That's a hit. Okay. That is going to be minimum damage, nine points of bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage. As you charge in, this thing just takes like a snap at you. You take a little bit of damage there, but go ahead, bro. Make that attack. How much damage did you say you did? Nine. 
Ooh, two points of damage. Oh, oh. my God. <sighs> Shane, do you want to tell us what archetype you're playing? Yeah, I'm playing the Invulnerable Rager. What? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The oh. Invulnerable oh. Rager. Yeah, this motherfucker has DR7. Yeah. That is buck wild. Why don't you give me that first attack, dude? Okay. That attack is going to be a 35. That's a hit. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> What'd you roll? That was a six on the die. Oh my god. What the hell? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Look at Isla. Oh my god. This is not orange. <laughs> Holy <laughs> oh shit! Is so excited that he can hit things now. I'm, this is all he wanted. I'm so excited! Oh my god! Okay, Elgaroth, as he charges and hits this thing, he himself takes four points of damage, but you take what? Forty-five points of damage. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Holy shit! Oh. What the hell? Yeah, just the baby. I'm um, so scared. You charge forward, your axe above your head, shouting blood for the blood god. And you make like a, a little leap at the very end, bringing this axe down. And with a groan and almost a whine, you embed this axe straight. Just like the armor on this thing doesn't even give any resistance. And this thing just like gives a final lurch and then falls poof, unmoving to the ground as you sever its fucking brainstem. Yeah. Yikes. Well, that's the end of this first round. I need everyone to roll a perception check. Oh, no. Oh, 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 oh. Uh-oh. Gonna kill us. Oh. <laughs> oh. A? 12. Isla? 29. Percy? 25. Salai? 10. And Elgar? 24. 24. Isla, Percy, and Elgaroth. As you guys, everyone that's surrounding the now, like, unmoving, maybe barely twitching body of this thing, maybe you see Elgaroth rips the axe out, and you watch as it pulls it out of its nervous system. The thing's, like, body twitches as you watch as this blood and an ichor just spills out of it. But as you guys take a moment here, and just as you feel like, oh, well, that was easy to deal with, you guys feel the ground underneath you and surrounding you begin to shake and quake to the point where you almost feel like you're going to get knocked off of your feet. And blasting out from behind Isla is another much larger version of Fuck. this creature. Mama Shark. Right behind me, of and course. And blasting out from behind Percy is an even larger one. What? Dad. Or Mommy maybe and that's Daddy. Mom. Okay. That's scary as shit. Is that it? Like a Nidoran? What the fuck? These it are bullets. Look, it's a Nidoran if for sure. If anything, it looks, if any of their Pokemon fans out there, it looks like a Lyron. If you know what I mean? Oh, Gen yeah, 3 Pokemon pre evolution of the um, Agron line. Lyron. L A I R O N. That's for you, Slow King of Games. Um, but <laughs> that's the bottom of the round. So, uh, starting off with round two, it's Big Mama's house, baby. No, no. The big guy's going to go. No. And uh, so that I'm going to. Yep. And I am just going to have them roll a full round attack over there on Percy. Oh, my okay. God. Shit. That is going to be cocked. It's almost a natural one. Um, okay, that's going to be a 26. Miss. Oh, wow. First of two claws. That is a 30. My armor class is 30. Oh. Yes. Ah. Ha. Okay. First of the claws. That's going to be 
Um, all right, pretty decent there. 17 points of slashing damage. Oh, Damn. And then claw number two here is going to be um, uh, lower, so it's not going to hit, unfortunately. Okay. Um, that's all right. That is the end of that thing's turn. Isla, you're up. Sly, you're on deck. All right, Isla is going to hear this thing pop up behind her, and so she's going to whirl around and make a full round attack on it. Okay. Here we go. Ha-ha. Ha-ha. He's my blade. <laughs> Oof. That was not a good first roll. That's a 23 to hit. 23 to hit is a hit. Oh, good. Great. Uh, let's see here. Max damage for a, for a, for a, no, for 26 yeah. points of damage. 26 points. Nice. Gosh. And now for my second attack. Okay. Critical threat. <laughs> oh, She's back, baby. And that is going to be a 35 to hit. God. Yeah, Assuming that's that good. It's going to hit. Uh, roll to confirm. Roll to confirm. Oof, I don't think so. 18. Well, that's not a confirmed critical. Okay. To the plus four. Oh, no, you're right. Did you keep yeah, a critical confirmation it's a, it's, or whatever? It's a plus. You're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, sorry. I keep forgetting. 22. That. 22. 22. AC 22. Oh, yes! my God. <laughs> Hero time. <laughs> no, you forgot something. No, Are you I kidding remembered. me? <laughs> not going to give it to me. Fox deserves it. Um, all right. Piercing. All right. Ventilated. Whatever that means. Double damage and 2d6 non-lethal damage. Holy So a little crap. boring, but uh, okay. hey, double damage. Um, hold on. Let me do my crazy math equation here really quick. So that is 40 points of damage. 40 points of damage. <laughs> As you drive your sword through this thing's horribly armored hide. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's still up, but you are poking it full of holes. Blasting the first one full of holes, poking this one full of holes. Sorry. Um, that's a full. That's a full run action. You want to do anything else? Like a swifty or something? Nope. All right. Salai, you're up. A, you're on deck. Ooh, what a round. Uh, so Salai is going to. She's going to take a few steps forward, just to kind of get a little bit more centered between where everyone is. Okay, a few. How many feet? In increments few, of five. In increments of five. Let's say like I don't know, like fifteen feet. Okay. Forward. So she's. Yeah, just yeah, that's perfect. Um, yeah, she's gonna cast a prayer for everyone. Sick. Oh hell yeah! Okay, so what's nice. the range on that? Forty feet. Forty feet. Radius centered on you, I believe. Okay. Yeah, I think that's everyone. I think it does get everybody. Shit, maybe not you, Percy. Percy's exactly forty feet. Oh, so oh yeah, that's really lucky, actually. Yeah, yeah, wow. we'll hit everybody. Which I think you guys can just put into your sheets. A what? What are the what is the what does the bonus go to? It's a plus one on most rolls, so attack rolls, all of that. Hang on. I have mine. I think I typed it in last time you did it, so I can activate it. Awesome! Everybody got prayer. Yep. Ooh. That also affects the creatures. Minus uh, one. Yeah. Do they get a? Negative is there ones. a save on that? Minus one for all those things, and let me check to see if there's a save. I feel like there is not, but let me check. Uh, yeah, saving throw none. Oh, okay. So oh, it's wow. just a minus one on all those things. Okay, I will. That is a good ass spell. Mind. Love that spell. Awesome. Well, that is a move and a standard action. Great. Um, a is your turn, and then is the one of the creatures' turns. Okay. Um, because A no longer has concentration on the creature that was, you know. Well, you still have concentration on the spell. You can still use it. Is it's it not, it's to... not targeted like that. Is it okay? That's... As long as I maintain concentration. Yeah, you spend a standard action to continue to concentrate. 
And you can like and it's four hundred feet plus per level. For exactly. Yeah. Okay. You're not targeting a creature when you cast the spell. You're targeting a creature. You're you're targeting a creature <laughs> when you use one of the actions. Okay. So if they're in the range, you can still do that to them. All right. So, oh shit. This is so ridiculous for bigger creatures too. It's so even ridiculous to even attempt. Um, you can do damage too, right? I'm not close enough. Oh. Yeah. Like I was looking at it and I was like, oh, oh, you know what though? No. Okay. Is there somehow, you know how the baby, how much the baby weighs? It's probably like tons. Yeah. It's probably weighs tons. Multiple tons. Tons. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, in that case, instead, A will focus her mind and she will wrench something within the weight limit of my my restraints. Look, so like essentially Yeah, what are you trying to do? I'm trying to violently thrust an object at one of these creatures because I can like rip something yeah, I can rip something of a certain weight out of the ground. And use it as a weapon? And use it as a weapon, yes. How about a rock? Yes, and that's why I'm like there's, there's like weight limits to this. It's gotta be boulder around here somewhere. You can hurl up to twenty five pounds Per caster level, maximum at 375 at 15. Okay, so 250 pounds for you. Yes, and so uh, I would like to remove an object from the ground and te- telekinetically hurl it at uh, this creature. It's, uh, I need to just, uh, succeed on an attack roll, base attack plus charisma, like last time. Um, yeah, and then we can figure this out after if it hits. Which one are you attacking? Yeah, which one are you choosing? Uh, we're, we're doing the smaller one first. The one next to Isla. Okay, yeah. yeah, so you can find, like, I'll say you can, there's a 200-ish something pound boulder laying somewhere, a rock that you can hurl at this thing. So. You know what? No, I take it back, Josh. Sorry. I have a ho- totally different direction. Okay. So, um, <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I was just like, I was like, yeah, that's too much ridiculousness and it's not going to work. Okay, I already knew what yeah, the calculations yeah, were, yeah. but sure, okay. I'm so sorry. So, um, oh, son of a bitch. A will dimension door herself 10 feet away from Percy. Okay, uh, you will lose concentration on your telekinesis. That's so you, fine. We're so dropping the spell. Yeah, okay, so 10 feet from Percy on which side? Yeah. Up here. Up to the very top of the hill? Yes, yeah. Far the, farthest away from the creature as yes, possible. It's far away yes. from potential reach, which is meta, but still, yeah. You said 10 feet, right? Yes. Okay, you <laughs> bamf over mm-hmm. there. Up here on the far side of Percy. And uh, she will just, you know, look at this, marvel at this uh, armadillo sort of shark yeah. creature. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. It's Dimension Door. Your turn ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. It is the bullets next to Isla's turn. Uh, this is going to be a full round action from this thing. Fuck. Uh, it's taking that minus one, fuck though. Fuckity fuck, fuck. So that is a, with a minus one, it's a natural 19. Uh, for a total, with the, it's not that high, of 31. Doesn't it? Oh, it fucking it fucking sucks because it crits on a nineteen. It needs too. to hit on a natural twenty. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Josh hates my. This guts. has been my entire carrying crown campaign. Miss, miss, <laughs> stupid. Yeah. I'm just imagining this creature trying to hit Island. She's just like dodge, 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 like all cool. Yeah, like all cool and shit. Anyways, the end of its turn. Percy, you're up. <laughs> uh, Percy's going to roll an acrobatics to try and move away from uh, the square he's currently in. Okay. To, Against its CMD. Yeah, to avoid provoking. Yeah, do it, dude. That's a 35. Yep, you're good. Uh, you move at half move, speed. Yep, 15 feet all the way towards Elgaroth, right next to him. Oh, but this guy has to step up. 
Dang. <laughs> I can't go that far. <laughs> step up only for five foot steps, though. But no, it doesn't. Uh, all right. That is uh, your movement. Would you like to make an attack? All right. Uh, he is going to make a single shot. Okay. And he's going to target the head of this creature. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Using a targeting shot. Okay. Targeting shot. On a hit, the target is damaged normally and is also confused for one round. This is a mind-affecting effect. Dope. Uh, oh, oh, man, yes. they're actually undead. They're not, though. <laughs> um, uh, okay, uh, roll to see if you hit. I mean, you're probably going to hit. There's no save, so it's kind of bullshit. <laughs> I know. It's fucking it is bullshit. kind of bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> 27 to yeah. touch. Okay, so do your damage, dude. All right, That's bullshit. I'm going I'm to play a busted gunslinger in your campaign. Well, the, the trade-off is I only get one one shot, obviously. A little like bit of trade off. And with my, with my rolls recently as Bog, I would be misfiring the entire time. <laughs> so um, That <laughs> is 20 points of piercing and bludgeoning and 7 <laughs> points of energy. Okay. And he is confused. He is confused. So, so scary now. Confusion is really interesting. So confused. Allies must succeed on touch attack to cast beneficial spells on the, the subject. And you roll a d4 and they can, on a one, they act normally. On a two, they babble. On a three, they deal 1d8 plus strength damage to themselves. And on a four, they attack the nearest creature. So two of them are right now are kind of act normally in all honesty. Yeah. It's confused. Does it say for how long? One round. One right? round. Yeah. So, um... It'll be confused until the end of your next turn. Correct. We'll say. Um, so for one of its turns. Okay. Um, that's your four. Anything else you want to do? Any Swifties? Uh, no, that's it. Okay. Elgaroth, you are up at the bottom of the round. Round two. Okay. Elgaroth. Um, is Elgaroth within a five-foot step of this large boy? He is not. Okay. You would have to move 10 or 15 feet. All right. Yeah, 15. In that case, he is going to, while still under the effects of rage and the boots of speed, mm-hmm. charge at the smaller one that Isla is facing by herself. Okay. Oh. All right. You're going to charge up, get next to Isla? I'm leaving Percy alone. It's all right. Percy's AC's good. It will provoke <laughs> one attack of opportunity. You're going to be okay, Percy. From this guy. Remember, your AC is lowered. Two lowered, yeah. And it's going to be, it's, this one's also one lower because of prayer. So that is a 27 to hit. That's a that's a hit. Okay. That's with the bite. Okay. Pretty low. That's going to be 15 points of damage. Ooh, eight points of damage. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> so dumb. All right, roll your attack, dude. You're right up next to it, standing alongside Isla as she ducks out of the way of its attacks. Natural 20. Yeah. Oh, wow. oh my God. Let's okay. go. Ro- roll to confirm. Dude, is your weapon a times three? Yep. Oh, oh, my this God. is insane. Natural 19 to confirm. Oh, God, it confirms. Let's this see. Is Slashing. This. Slashing. Oh, such delicious. Cut straps. I don't know what that means. Double damage and double armor check penalty until fixed. Well, it yeah. doesn't wear its armor. It's just part of its body, but it's still going to be double damage, which for your, what is it? Your, it's a what great is axe. Thing? It's what is a, axe? It's a great axe. It's times yeah. three. A great axe is times three. And it's a D12, right? And oh plus some God. other stuff. Well, the bad news is Elgroth takes two points of damage. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. But oh, my God. This, this. The good news is this creature takes 109 points of damage. <gasps> oh, 100 and, oh, my God. 100, 109? <laughs> the fuck? 
<laughs> yeah. Um, once what again, the, the second time, he's like, oh, I found that weak point right by the brainstem. Feels like they should have evolved to have a more protective <laughs> thing here. Oh, right. They did. I'm cutting through it. And you sever this what? one's brainstem like oh, the last one, and it just lets out this horrible... Hell. Falls to the ground, nearly falling on top of Isla. Great. He dead. He dead. He dead. Oh, he dead. Shit. You guys watch as Elgroth is now covered in blood, and you can't even tell because it just blends in with his skin. He just <laughs> he just looks shiny. Top around three, it is this big bullet's turn. Um, it is currently shifting around, and it is going to attempt to leap oh, no. towards A. Oh no! Who's going to roll its acrobatics oh, check? No. Who's going to see if it can make its acrobatics check? To make the leap. No, okay. no, 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 no. It's okay. No, no, no. I can die once, remember? No. AFU. It does with a 25. Wow. On the leap. Hey, I don't want to rub this in your yes. face, but if you were five feet closer to this creature, it would not have been allowed to leap. Damn it. I didn't know that. That is Shit. true. Uh, that will lower its AC because it's a charge, but it's going to get a minus one from prayer, a plus two from charging. So it's just a plus one to its regular for four claw attacks. First one. All right, that is going to be 28 to hit. Don't ask me if that hits. Okay, that is 15 points of uh, of slashing damage. Eep. Claw number two. That is going to be a natural 20. Oh, oh fuck. Are you fuck. serious? Natural 20. Um. Okay. Let's roll to confirm. Are we going to use our blessing of iron 25. this early? How dare you? How dare yeah, you? Confirms. 25 confirms. All right. Slashing. Oh, it's not. It's not. Uh, sorry. It's not named. So what am I doing? Uh, so that's going to go ahead and be 28 points of damage. Sweet. On the second claw. <laughs> also, go ahead and give yourself one extra hit point. I forgot to give it a minus for prayer on the last one. Nice. So you get a hit point back. So make okay. that like 27 okay. instead. Could be worse. Um, claw number three out of four. That's going to be a natural 19. Are you fucking serious? That's yep. a critical threat, right? Not for the no, claws, only the for the bites. Oh, thank uh, God. Yeah, yeah okay. it has the savage bite ability. Um, so that's going to be, that's going to hit. So it'll be another. Yeah, it will. Yeah. That's going to be 14 points of slashing damage. Okay. And a final claw attack. Give me another crit, baby. That's yeah. what I want. Uh, that's what no, I want. I think it hit enough. Um, it's going to hit. No, anyway. this is the lowest roll of all of them. It is a total of 19. <sighs> Still oh, hits. Still no. hits. You got to spend some money to buff that AC or start casting yeah, major armor more often. Um, that is going to be another 14 points of slashing damage. And I go under by one. Oh, baby. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. A is unconscious. Nope. No good. Fuck, 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 fuck. It's okay. A, That's what I like you. to do. Take your worry glasses A. off, Shane. It's fine. It's going to be fine. It's just going to eat you next round. <laughs> Shane's like, oh, worry glasses. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the end of its turn. Uh, Isla, you're up. Salai, you're on deck. All right. Well, seeing as this thing that Isla was attacking has just fallen to the ground, Thanks to Elgaroth. She is going to run over to this other creature that okay. she just saw attacked A. And use your boots. And use your boots. And use your boots. <laughs> yes, use, use boots. your boots. Yeah, she also doesn't need to because she has her fucking Swordmaster's Flare oh, turned on. So you don't need to step into five okay. feet. Uh, you can just stay at ten. Oh, yes. The sexy Because that lasts foot. for a couple rounds, I believe. It lasts for a long time. Stabitha. And it only has a 10-foot reach, so you can go to here and just make an attack. Stab of the Christy. Come on, Stab of the Christy. That's right. Christy. No, I know. I know. Okay. She is going to stay away so she can do a ranged attack. And not a ranged attack, you know what I mean, from far away. 
you attack a reach with attack. your sword That's of split. Yeah. Not a range attack. I don't know what I'm talking about. Okay, here I go. And slice. Mm, that's a natural one. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah! You got to roll the confirm. No. I love that. Roll the confirm. Let's roll the confirm. Yeah, its AC is lower, yeah, but you're fine. 27. That is not a confirmed fumble, but it is a miss. Fuck. No. All right. No, that's no, 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 that's no. your turn. Salai, you are up. That sucks. <laughs> Um, okay, Salai is going to actually. You know, I think I can use my my wand of reach or whatever. Where is that? Your my extent? wand of reach. Yeah. Uh, extend. Yeah. Your no. lesser extend. No, magic wand. This is a reach one too. No, I have a reach one. Where did it go? I was just reading it earlier. Orin took one of them. I think it was the extent. Orin took the you extent. Took the extent. You yeah. have the reach. Yeah, I have reach. Sorry, I think I can use it three times a day. I can extend the reach. What are you trying to cast? Channel energy. I just don't want to get super close. You, to that's creature. not a spell. So you can do. Yeah, you cure. can't. You can't do that with oh. channel energy. It has to be a spell. You can use a, a high level cure spell because you can use up to a level six spell. So you can use cure serious and change it from touch to close, which is twenty five feet plus five feet per level. So with that, fifty feet mm-hmm. for me. Yep. So you'd be able to do that with one charge of the rod. Super dope. Yeah. Yeah, that's like super cool about these. Okay, let's do that. And then let's see what... 3d8 plus 10. 3d8 plus 10. And that's what level should I switch that out for? Third? Is that the, that's the third level? It's typically third, so it would be a... Is it a fifth level? Fifth yeah. level spell. Yeah. Because yeah. it's two two chart or two steps two up. Two steps above, yeah. Well, no, what are you... In, you don't increase spell level with a rod. What? You don't increase. Are you? Why are you talking about increasing spell? Level? I thought it takes up a spell you, slot. You have to use a higher level spell slot. No, not with a rod. What? Oh, that's oh. just the feet. No, a rod doesn't. A rod doesn't do that. That's just the meta magic oh. feet. Does that. So it's just the that. same. It's just I the same level. You don't have to do that. So I'm replacing a level three spell. Yep. For cure serious. Is, wow. Is there a level five spell? Because I have a level five spell. I like. I'm definitely not going to use. It. Uh, level is critical. Uh, yeah, you can do critical, which is forty-eight. Uh, well, either way, I'll still do. I'll do the fourth level. So, what is that off the top of your head? Forty-eight plus ten. Forty-eight. Okay, so the first roll. Max is out of ten. Yeah. Well, she's tenth okay. level. Yeah, it's your caster level. Who are you casting this on? Or a a obviously a the one who's close to die. Yeah, it's twenty-eight points of healing. Twenty-eight. Oh, dope. Hell yeah. Thank you. Nice. All right. Yay. A wakes up. This thing is like standing over She's like, ah. She can smell its shark breath. Oh, God. It's one of those. It smacks its gum in its mouth. I'm scared. All right. Nice use of the rod there. Do you want to move it all there, Steph? Uh, I'm going to stay exactly where I am. Okay. End of Sly's turn. Uh, speaking of, A, you're up. Percy, you're on. Get yeah. out of there, A. Get out. Get out. Get out. Can you get out of there? Percy will... Can Percy talk? Sure. Percy will be like... Hey, stay right there. I got you. Oh, okay, cool. Great. <laughs> what are you doing there, Felix? A will uh, look up at this big mouthy fiend and cast greater invisibility. Nice. Okay. You, and you need to roll a concentration check to cast offensively. Do I? You do, because this thing threatens you and it has not used its attack of opportunity this round. Um, ah. So, casting defensively, uh, what is the spell level? For greater invisibility? Greater invisibility is a fourth level spell. Fourth level spell. So there's a DC 23 concentration check. So yeah, go ahead and roll that. I rolled a natural 17. Okay, you're good. Yeah, you're able to cast that spell. A goes invisible. 
Yes. Well, I ain't going to worry about Aiden no more. (laughs) Well, she was trying to, she was literally trying to like dimension door you the fuck away from that. No, don't do that. She wanted to get you far away enough. She was going to be like, hey, like how far? Well, do you want to move or anything? You want to like get up? She'll get up. Okay. Even though I'm scared about this thing's potential tremor sense. It's going to be great. Okay. You turn invisible and you're able to get up. Percy, it is your turn, dude. I mean, A's gone, so he's not going to fuck around. Yeah, she disappeared. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to use rapid shot because I only have two bullets left in my pepper box. So he's going to make he's going to make a full attack action without rapid shot. Okay. Nice. Oh, two nice shots. Give it to him. Natural one. Oh, no. Misfire and a fumble. Fuck Why do we keep my- rolling one? Percy's. Let's see. Gonna roll to confirm, to my confirm. guy. Probably not gonna confirm. Natural one. No. <gasps> no. Another natural oh, one. Fucking way. Okay. No. Well, it is. It is a misfire, and it is a fumble, baby. No. no. Um, that is gonna be ranged. Probably the only way I could fumble. Mm-hmm. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no, Josh. This is with your pepper box. Is it times four? Oh, no. Okay, I gotta look up a rule. All right. Okay. Had to look up some rules there. Fuck. So let's go ahead and read the fumble first. Oh, no. <laughs> this fumble is called Broken. Uh, and it reads thus. Oh. Your weapon is destroyed. <sighs> Reflex negates. Magic weapons use their own save bonus. That's what I had to look up. Because it lists Pathfinder Core Rulebook 459. So... The DC for this is going to be the D- the AC of the creature. It charged last turn. So I will just tell you guys I don't care. It's normally an AC 26. There's an AC of 24. Right so the okay. DC is 24. So this would be based off the caster level of your weapon. And so I looked everything up, checked on it. So the regular enhancement bonuses, your plus two. Um, normally, the bonus, the save for any of its saves, reflex, fortitude, whatever, they all roll the same, would be that number times three would be the minimum caster level for it. So it would be a plus six. But... When you have a special ability, they're calculated separately. They do not, they're not additives. They're not going to add and stop each other, but they're calculated separately, and it's based off whatever the highest number for any of the abilities on it currently and whatever its caster level is listed at because each thing, Icy Burst, Frost, all that stuff has its own caster level. Right. So because it's currently technically that level of a magic item, because that's what your ability does, literally as an enhancement bonus, Icy Burst has a caster level of 10. Nice. Ooh. So you have a plus 10 to do this, oh. or else your item is... Now this is this is kind of where it gets dicey. There is no like condition for items called destroyed in Pathfinder. I believe it just gains like it becomes broken. It's at zero hit points. Like you have to use like make whole to get a magic item. Yeah. So I don't think it literally blows up into smithereens. I don't know. Man. <laughs> everything I'm reading online is saying like there is no condition for destroyed that is different than broken. It is okay. at zero hit points. It is busted. It's unusable. But since it's a magic item, you have to use make whole on it. Right. Essentially to restore that. Um. Like. You can't even properly repair it because you can't enchant shit. You know what I mean? Um, you right. couldn't get its magic stuff back, so it needs to be used make whole if you are to fix this if it does happen. So it is going to be a DC 24 versus your pepper boxes plus 10 reflex save. So I need a natural 14. Yes. Um, so I'm definitely going to use Ooh. my hero die. Nice. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Take yeah. mine. All right. I'm really scared. I'm going to roll on the map. Can you roll on the map so I can see it? Yes. Oh, Thank God. you so much. Yeah, here it goes. Here it goes. <sighs> I still can't see those numbers. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. 
Really fucking good. Yes. It is a natural 13 and fives on the hero die. Oh. Yay! So you feel as you fire, something just doesn't go right. And you watch one of the gears in your gun just like fly off. That's the misfire. And you think, oh shit. And you immediately like, you like break the chamber open and like pull the rounds out. And you're like, oh God, this could have been really bad. This could have been really bad. This thing could have blown up in my face. God damn it. But it doesn't. Oh Lord. Oh, thank God. Nice. I have my chinny chin chin. Yeah. But your gun does have the regular broken condition from misfire. Right? Okay. Yes. 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 All right. Oh that my was God. that was crazy. Had to look up some rules there. Holy I shit. looked that rule up before and I always forget. But well, it's hard when you have to figure out the it's the weird yeah. of your gun. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. But that is by the book. Yeah, page four fifty nine. All right. Cool. Well, there's two here for Josh. Thank you, patrons. Oh yeah. Thank Hell yeah. Thank you, patrons. They came in handy. All right. Um, well, technically, that was yeah. only my first shot. Correct. So I'm going to spend a grip point to uh, clear my gun as a move action. All right. Spend that grip. Yeah, baby. All right. Bottom of round three. Elgaroth, you're up, dude. Ooh, it is not going to be good for you, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) I don't anticipate. I almost got to destroy an extremely valuable Uh, item to the gunslinger, and I didn't get to, which I'm very sad. And now you're going to kill. You're going to kill my Pokemon. We'll see. I got to roll high enough. Elgaroth is going to charge. Using a third round of rage and a third round of boots of speed. <laughs> oh God! I love this boy. Yes, yes, yes. It's a front boy. Has this thing used as a sack of opportunity? Nope, nope, not yet. I don't think because A yeah. didn't do anything yeah. this round, right? Nope. Well, she, it just wasn't right. Able she just to got up. Yeah, and Isla didn't because she stayed far away. Okay, it will take the one attack of opportunity with a bite against Elgaroth. Like it's gonna fucking matter. <laughs> um, uh, twenty-three. That's a hit. Okay. What? It's not Orin. It's not Orin, and he's charging, and he's he's raging, too. Yeah. That lowers your AC, right, dude? Yep. Oh, you're right. You're right. I forgot about that. That is going to be 25 points of bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage from the bite. That's a big one. Yeah, we get it. 18 18 points of damage. 18 points of damage. (laughs) (laughs) He's rubbing it in my face. Roll the attack, (laughs) jerk. Roll that attack. I'm going to come it. up there and I'm going to scold you in your own house. It's only a, it's only a 39 to hit. <laughs> 39? Yeah, dude. Yeah, with this shit. Give me the, yeah, give me the damage. I cannot. Yeah, some shit. It's 57 points of damage. <laughs> Holy moly. It does a lot, but it's still up. Oh, damn. Jeez. 57? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that was your full round action. Anything else you want to do? Yeah, actually. Elgroth takes takes three points of damage. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, (laughs) from your your thing. Um, All right. Top of round four. It is the creature's turn. All y'all are just attacking it. What does it want to do? It's got some choices. It's got three attacks. It's going to split these up a little bit. Ooh. Interessante. Completely unexpectedly to all of you, as you guys all no longer see A on the battlefield, this thing lunges forward with its mouth. Knew it. Knew it. With its tremor sense, it knows exactly where she is. It's going to make one bite attack on A. No. That is going to be... Oh, it's a natural two, though, so it's a total of 16. It misses. And it misses. God damn it. Fine, the other two attacks just go on the fucking orc. God dang it. 28 to hit. Ah. 
That is going to be 10 points of damage. So three points of damage. <laughs> Claw number two is going to be um, 25 to hit. That's a hit. And that is going to be really low again. That is going to be, a, for you, only after your DR, one point of damage. Oh, wow. Oh. Awesome. And that is, that is its turn. Jeez. Isla, you're up. Full round attack, baby. Oh, boy. 33. That's a hit. <laughs> Roll your damage. <laughs> Not even a critical threat? Wasn't a critical oh threat. Oh, my gosh. Oh, dude, so low. <laughs> 25 points of damage. Uh, still up. You're poking it full of holes. Oh, my God. Second attack. Critical threat. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Pokemon full of holes. <laughs> Rolling to confirm. God damn it. Natural 18. I'm happy you sound well. You're doing this. Yeah, it's just rubbing it in. Uh, I'm gonna... Okay, okay, Josh. Josh, note to self. Whatever they're going to go up against, make sure it casts a lot of spells with will saves. Shut up. All right. It's a confirmed critical. Tongue piercing. Normal damage and one con damage. Target takes a 50% spell failure chance for verbal spells. It doesn't uh, cast any uh, spells, unfortunately. A permanent 10% discount at every hot topic. <laughs> you do... Normal damage? Normal damage. <laughs> and then one con damage. 24 points of damage. Okay. Let me just double check here. Oh, it's just con damage. As we know, one point of con damage doesn't actually do anything. It has to get two points for that to actually work. It's not drain. Um, You stab into this thing right into the gash that Elgaroth made in its side. And it is thrashing about angrily. It is still up, but it is like oozing its innards. You can see bits of its musculature and even some like parts of whatever organs and everything are immediately behind its head, like, start to spill out of this wound in the side of its body. Um, But that's going to be the end of your turn. Salai, you're up. Salai is going to run up behind this creature. I want to get within range of touch. Oh, Use your another... Use your rod. We're going to sleep again before we go. Yeah, okay. I'll I'll go ahead and use my rod of reach reach reach, reach okay. metamagic rod okay nice um, which would take it from it's three times per day Damn. yeah so it would take it to close which would be 20 25 plus five per two yeah it's oh. within range good. you could yeah. also move like five or ten feet to maybe get in it you're fine where you're at okay i'm gonna cast inflict serious wounds Okay. All right. So there's, oh, a, yeah. there's a will save oh, for yeah. a pass. Yeah. Um, so I want to roll the will save to start. That is um, uh, 23. Okay. So it's it's going to be half damage. Yeah. You said it was uh, inflict serious wounds? Yeah. 3D so it's 3D 10. points of damage plus 10. And then half of whatever that is for you. Roll it. 21. 21 points of damage. Yeah. You remove, or you already have the wand out, or the, the wand. You already have the, the rod out, and you kind of swish it in the air and cast the spell towards this creature and you you guys see as you're standing over there the wound that's already there just gets rent open and its innards just come spilling out oh, on, just come spilling out onto the floor next to Elgaroth Isla and Percy and this thing just sloths to the ground oh, my oh that's so gross <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> nice wow Salai holy shit Killing blow by Salai. Killing blow by wow. Salai. In a horrendously brutal way, too. <laughs> you didn't see it turn, coming. Turn and stare at her. Well, you guys are left here. There are these massive bodies of these creatures just hanging about Loot on the ground. Body. Okay, well, I'm just going to tell you, like, they don't have any Okay, pockets. never mind. I lied. Just kidding. You guys good? Are you all right? 
Sly's going to walk up to the rest of the group. Let me heal you guys. A snaps off her invisibility and she's bleeding like more than normal. Oh gosh. Sly is going to, she's going to cast channel energy. Nice. Oh, well, hello. <laughs> hello. That's uh, 23 points of healing. <laughs> oh, baby. Back to full. Back oh, to full. Man. Nice. Thanks, Sly. Well, you guys are left here. Um, What would you like to do? Elgroth, that was fucking crazy. You sliced and diced him like a, like a madman. That was really impressive. It was amazing. I've never yeah. seen anyone fight like that before. Did you see me take out that last one? I didn't even have to touch it. It just fell apart. <laughs> Actually, uh, n- uh, never mind. <laughs> yeah, gr- great, uh, great job. <laughs> That's okay. Owen who, right? You'll get one next time. That's lesson two, little tusk. Uh, yeah. Okay. Maybe uh, next time. Yeah, uh, Elgroth, do you know if these are ripe for the eaten? Uh, do you have a survival there, Elgroth? I do. Uh, that's a 27 survival. 27 survival. Um, so you know that these aren't quite good for eating. They, they're edible. But in all honesty, um, they're a little more hassle than they're worth trying to get the meat out of them. And they're really tough because they're just made of pure muscle. Uh, one thing you do know about it with uh, that big of a role is you've actually heard about how a proper craftsman could make really sick armor out of their hide. What? Ah. I knew it. I knew it. Because they, basi- they basically have essentially like o- almost organic like metal plates. It's not literally metal, but it's like they're armored. Um, what would you need to be able to harvest? So you need to roll those. some survival checks. Okay. Do it. Salai is going to help out with that. Okay. What do you guys want to roll? We got to make some armor for A with that tiny ass AC. Well, she can't wear I armor. can't wear anything. So that's the I whole that's the reason. Majarmer, which is why I stay well, away. Well, you know, you well, should save I up some it. money and get some you can get items that increase your armor bonus and stuff, well, like with braces of armor and stuff. We could also sell the material or mm-hmm. something. Yeah, yes. he, he would tell you guys that. I'm going to roll the 8. What's the roll? I'll roll the 8 too. Survival. Uh Percy 8. I automatically aid. I will attempt it. I do aid. So it's plus 6 Ooh. on top of your whatever you get. 29. 29. Uh, okay, yeah, so you spend the better part of... I mean, you guys really going to try to get as much as you can? Yeah. yeah, why not? Okay, you spend the better part of a couple hours cutting these things open, and it's gruesome. It's it's disgusting. As you guys are slicing into these um, creatures, but you're able to get, essentially, whatever room you guys have left in the bag of holding, which all the food and stuff is probably not much, I'm going to say you probably get about... Is there a weight limit in bag of holdings? Or is it just there space? is a weight limit. Did we not take it back from Orin, the yeah, other one? You didn't take Orin. No, you didn't take Orin. we Orin's. have mine. N- so nor would he give it to you. Yeah, but yeah, anything that was in there, we can't use. Now, I don't think there was anything like... We did a good job of like distributing everything out and selling stuff, but... Oh, so there is a weight limit. Okay, so you have a bag of holding type one with all the stuff you guys have oh, in there. Oh, no. Um, you can get about... You can get weight-wise and space and everything. You can get about 50 pounds of this stuff, which is not a whole lot, but your your bag of holding is literally, like, filled to the brim. With guys, what, this though? is not good. We're gonna get to, to the dragon and the treasure and stuff. What is in this fucking bag? I mean... There's a lot know. of random stuff, and there's a bunch of food for the, the journey they gave you. Yeah. So. <sighs> Unless we unless we review the bag and there's like what way less in it than I may be thinking there is, um, you might be able to get more. But from my understanding, I mean, it's not a lot. 
to be honest. Remember, it's it's only it's it's thirty cubic feet. That's like that's like a five and at like thirty cubic feet. How many mastodons do we have in there? Um, I will say thirty feet is like bigger than this. I will say um, Elgaroth does have a pack of his own. Ah, is it? A bag of holding? Bag it's of not hold. a bag of holding. Oh, is it a pack of holding? It is a handy haversack. Oh, nice. It's got a little bit extra, but the spa- it's not a very large space inside, right? These are big plates you got to pull off. Yeah, I could, so I could put big. them into the uh, large central portion of the pack that can contain up to eight cubic feet or 80 pounds of material. How many cubic feet? Eight cubic eight feet? Eight cubic feet or 80 pounds of material. Okay, um, so think about this, guys. For the size of a regular single bag of holding, it's a room that is actually no, that's that's squared. So it's really small. Public storage. It's like, bam. But is there weight? That's the problem. Because we have yes, there is content limit: two hundred and fifty pounds or thirty cubic feet. Over thirty cubic feet is like like it's like a room that's a little bit larger than three feet in every diameter or in every in every length. Like three feet across, three feet tall. It's cubic feet. It's not. It's not very big. Well, can somebody yeah, so. can somebody do an appraise to see like how much we could get for whatever we harvested each way? No, it'd be three feet each direction. Actually, yeah. What? Does anybody have an appraise about thirty? It? It, thirty cubed is twenty-seven, so it's a little more than that. Yeah, so it'd be like three point two. Three times three times three. No, it's uh, not even three point two feet. It's less than that. It's like yeah, three point. It's, it's like three point zero five or something. Like that. I don't it's a know fucking closet. Work. It's a closet. Yeah, it's not very large. Um, uh, I can try to roll an appraise to see if these are worth it to even take them. Yes. Yeah. That's I a good also idea. have. I also have appraisal. See how much we could get for them if we take them all. Maybe it's not worth it. Might it. not be. I, I need aid. Um, I don't know I, I'm just because it's too late to just roll my own. I didn't. He didn't say his thing. You said you were going to aid him. I feel like that's cheating. No. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. You, you did say you were going to aid. Fine, I aid you. Fifteen. Okay, so there's there's no like exact value I'm seeing. I have to do a little bit of calculation. Give me one sec here, guys. So here's the thing, too, Steph. Potentially, I don't know, or you could talk to Elgaroth about this, or we could about like maybe we could be like, hey. Here's some shit out here you guys could use. Well, let's... I mean, my my backup plan is let's harvest it, bury it in a place where we can come back to. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Might rot. The scales? But, but, but if oh, you don't organic. cut them off, if you don't cut the scales off, I'm sure. Well, Josh is saying the scales will rot, which... It's it's organic, so it'll... But how does it use for... Okay. It has to be cured and treated. Got, uh, right. Okay. Um, we might just be fucked. Yeah. Okay, I so... I we forget it. So, Bule armor is usually worth about 10 times whatever the regular armor is, is worth. Wow. Um, but it weighs more. So like a set of full plate weighs 50 pounds, but a set of bullet full plate would weigh 65 pounds. Okay, not terrible. Um, so, let me well, just see here really quick. It's, it's like 500 gold or something? No, it's way more than that. So you guys might be able to, with 50 pounds, you still might be able to get some value out of this, actually. Let me just pull up my calculator here. I want to get it exact. Chunk. And it's not going to be worth the exact same because the armor is worth more because of the work that's put into it. So let me less, but let me just do a little bit of calculation here. So if you guys were able to take 50 pounds of these plates, if you found the right armor, they could be worth somewhere around 5,000 gold. Yep, we're taking it. For 50 pounds. Yeah, yeah, that's real good. Somewhere around there. It could be less, could be more. Depends on the person. If you sell it to like a random vendor, they might be like, I'll give you two. We find the right person that can use it. It'd be more valuable to them. Oh, that would be so, um, Let's let's take what we can. Let's do our best to bury the rest in the cold sand underneath the top sand. Okay, we take the extra couple hours. Actually, take, that's gonna take you till you'll be finishing this up until nightfall. Yeah, fuck it. Basically, we, we're fine. not on we'll timeline. We can yeah. sleep in their carcasses. Yep. A la Luke Skywalker. 
Yeah, let's do it. Okay. You guys take the time to do that. You have a, a long time to do it, so I'm not going to have you do any rolls. But you guys are able to carve the rest of these up with that good survival check and then bury the rest of these. Do you want to mark it in any way? Is there anything you guys want to do to remember where this is? Because that's going to be hard. Yeah. Vast prairies. I mean, it is. The one thing is, it's only a couple hundred feet away from where the river is. Right. But that could be enough to make it hard to find. Well, no. let me mark it at the river then. I think I want to so be... You, I'm assuming like you you bury it and then you like turn towards the river and walk straight towards Correct. it. Correct. Okay. Percy will count his steps from the burial to the river and then mark the river. Okay. You're a, you're about six feet tall. Um, a stride's probably what like three four feet. Yeah. Um, we'll say you're, we'll say you take um you take I don't know it's a hundred strides. Sounds good. Completely uh perpendicular to the right. Turn straight at it. So you so you find where that mark is. How are you marking the river? Um, he's gonna put a his pepper box. <laughs> no, that's fine. Don't gotta bury that yet. Uh, he puts Brat. a uh, specific set of rocks at near close to the water, and then does the same thing farther up the bank. Okay. All right. You mark that off. Um, yeah, you guys put put fifty pounds of bullet hide. Just B U L E T T E, and I will say that you guys are you're full of the you can put anything can't put anything else in that bag of holding. You're full up. All right. Okie dokie. Can can we? I have like. Well, you know what we should do, Steph. We should go through it and like actually because it's going to be important. All right. It's worth five thousand. You might want to put that just in case, so we forget. All right. I think we start to set up the pavilion and get nice and comfy. <laughs> okay, you guys. Comfy bed down for the night. Um, we'll just Everybody can go up to full and all that stuff because I'm sure there's enough healing spells to go around. But you spend the next few days continuing to travel along the river and you don't feel any more of these distrembling. You don't run into any other like creatures that would be of any note. But uh, along these next few days, like, does anybody want to do anything? Is there something we can do? I want to get a sense of like, because they talked about this scourge that is on the land. Um and Percy really wants to make sure that he can call out to the party and make sure that we can um, start to look for that, look for signs of that. Yeah, uh, what I will... Um, you don't notice anything that seems out of the ordinary the whole time you guys are here. Um, as far as you know from what Durzog talked about is that's specifically in the area of the Withering Alps. You're not even there yet. Okay. Um, you're still in the rambling gra- grasslands. At this point, like, the mountains are far enough off where, like, you don't even see them on the horizon. Damn. It's a lot. It's a long ways. So many, many days of travel um, between Rogshargat and the mountain range. It's the first, the mountain range is the furthest northern piece of landscape in the country, in like on the continent, aside from like a few islands north of here. Yeah. It's like, it's not even mapped out past that. We like, we don't even know what's past, past Mm -hmm. that, right? Well, no, like the continent ends, like these mountains go to the sea. Got it. Oh. And then there's there are some islands above that, like North Roost Island, which is like known, and there's a smattering of them. But like, this is just wild country. Right. No one lives up here. It's like there's no cities up here because the dwarves aren't here anymore. So you guys spend a number of days. Like Percy, you're keeping on a lookout. You like testing plants and stuff. I imagine Percy even like finds a weird plant, like plucks it, and like oh yeah, tastes normal, oh spits it out. God. You know, it's fine. Um, you're not noticing anything strange. A number of days in, you guys begin to crest over a bluff. You actually can see the the river of the steel vein is actually widening at this point. And you can begin to see on the horizon are these massive, craggy, and gray mountains. It almost looks as if, this is going to really land home for us Southern Californians, but for anybody else, 
You guys know when you're like coming in through the valley into LA and there's just like a layer of gray over the top. Yeah. Yep. It looks like that. You can just see this gray around the mountainside of all. It just doesn't look like clouds. It looks like a haze. Like smog. Over it. <laughs> yeah. And as you guys crust over this bluff, can I have everyone roll a perception check? All right. Elgaroth. 16. Salai? Uh, that would be 13. Percy? 26. Isla? 22. And A? 14. 14. Okay, so all of you guys can, can see this, and you come over this bluff. I actually don't think Elgaroth's ever been this far north before, I would imagine, right? It makes sense. So you've heard about the Withering Alps, but you've never seen them. And the rest of you have maybe back in the day, I think you could see them out on the horizon when you're out by the outpost. Mm. The battle happened with the orcs. Yeah. So you've seen them before, but you've never paid much attention to them. But as you guys crest over this bluff, you can see way off in the distance. You can look and you see the steel vein begins to widen and it, it rushes into two other rivers. One coming off far from the east, another one flowing out of the Withering Alps. And you can see this massive lake sitting out in the in the plains. All this area here is all the lowlands comes down to almost near the foot of these mountains. It's this huge lake. Isla, you can see there are some kind of little specks kind of surrounding and amidst the lake. You can't really make it out, but Percy, with your perception, you really squint your eyes and you can see there are these massive stone ruins built all on top of the lake. And as you squint and look, you can see these gigantic, colossal statues of dwarves carved out and placed here among the lake. And as you're looking past them, you see there's a large hill on the far northern side of the lake that has been completely carved down and is now this desolate, ruined city. Does anyone want to roll a knowledge local, maybe? Sure. 19. 22. Okay. Isla, you've heard of a couple of these places. You know the common words for them. Maybe some time checking out some maps and stuff when you've trying to get more familiar with the country you've been staying in for so long since you've moved around so much. You know this lake in common is called Maker's Lake. And the city that was once here, this dwarven city that used to rest at the northern side of this lake is known amongst the Ardish as Felkholm. F-E-L-K-H-O-L-M. Felkholm. It's now known as the Ruins of Felkholm because it's no longer inhabited. Percy, you know that this lake in Dwarvish, you were told about this area by, we'll say, by, we could just say it was by Zillion, probably, or Davkol. You have a lot of experience with dwarves. Somebody told you about this. This lake is called Zaram Zabad. It's the Lake of Lords. You know that these statues were made in remembrance of, like, kings of old. They're essentially a welcome into the dwarven realm. And this city, called Felkholm in common, is called Felakundin, the Chiseled Hill. And it was a basically a city of craftsmen that has since been destroyed when whatever cataclysm came to the dwarves came to them. And we'll find out more about them in episode 58. Oh, oh my god. Davko would have loved this. <laughs> <laughs>
I come from the land of the Vikings. Why do you make him sound super constipated? Is he okay? No, I just think this is much funnier. <laughs> this is a better. 